Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we are here today to talk all about Effie's Big Gay Brunch 8. Uh, of course, that went down over the weekend on Saturday morning there in Tampa during uh, Royal Rumble weekend over there uh and uh, again another spoiler alert i guess outstanding show from the big gay brunch brand and we're gonna talk about all of the matches here as well as our our overall thoughts on the show and and beyond i guess in some instances but we're doing something a little bit different this time around normally i have a fellow uh queer wrestling media personality or queer wrestling journalist on the show to talk about it with me but i wanted to do something special and if you've been listening to our Patreon bonus shows, you will know this voice very well. Uh, please welcome uh, my required reading co-host Hollis to the to the podcast proper here <laughs> again. You've been on before. How are you doing today, Hollis? I'm doing great. Yeah, you usually usually you bring me on when we have to talk about an '80s movie or. Um... Um, I believe the 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 queerness of X Men was one of the ones we got in. Yes, too. it was the queerness of X Men, and uh, I believe we also talked about the Scott Steiner Shonies. Fucking, fucking Scott Steiner Shonies, man! Scott you Steiner know, Shonies. The um, good old you know, Scott Scott Steiner has never stopped letting me down, but Shonies will never disappoint. Nope, that breakfast buffet will live in my heart. Well, yeah, it will because of cholesterol. <laughs> yep, exactly. I can't escape it, even if I wanted to. Um, but, but yeah. So Hollis, I wanted to bring Hollis on the show because you know we've in the past with big gay brunches. Like I think we did one episode with another um, person that I've worked with in the past who really wasn't in tune with like what was going on with like the queer independent wrestling scene. Hollis, uh, one step beyond that. You've been kind of tuned out for from pro wrestling for a while up until like we really started doing this required reading show for the for the Patreon together. Um it it, it has been it has been uh I I it's almost been decades since I have I have um uh, uh followed wrestling in in any in in any capacity in any large capacity. Um the closest I ever got like in the in the intervening time, which is a, a normal human lifetime at this point because we're ancient, um, is uh, listening to um, uh, Spoonies Wrestle Wrestle podcasts. Mm-hmm. And just because I'd listen, I, I back in the day I would listen to Spoonie read the phone book. Like <laughs> he, he was just he was my boy. The um, uh, but yeah, I um, uh, most of my uh, most of my admittedly admittedly limited wrestling knowledge comes from uh the the cable boom era um of course the you know the monday night wars era uh, i have uh just because of uh sort of where we were geographically and uh you know like i said how ancient we are i have some i have some knowledge of uh of the of the 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 the, the regional days uh mm-hmm. back back when uh Back when you heard the words Jim Crockett Productions and you uh you sat up straight because you were you were about to watch the the Nature Boy get choke slammed by Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've been out of the game for a while. Working with you on required reading has been uh, a real fun way to sort of expand my horizons. It really remind me of the the things that I 
I loved about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I don't think if you if you if you only wanted to know what we thought about it and then you're looking to tune out, spoilers, we liked it a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was great. So I'm back to the Philip DeFranco show with you, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you're listening to. Um <laughs> yeah. uh it was um uh, what a ph- what a phenomenal show that, that that you that you subjected me to. There were <laughs> there were there were highs, there were lows, there were thrills, chills, and spills. Uh, I I, I uh, you know I I fell in and out of love at least three times during during this this three hour broadcast. And uh, watching it together um, on Saturday, I definitely know that you have some new favorites. Yes. Sure. How many? How many times did I say like, "Oh, I have a new favorite now"? I because I can count three in my head. I would say probably like five or six, honestly. Yeah, that's probably true. That's yeah, that's, that's devastatingly. And true. that's the beautiful thing about events like this, and why I wanted to kind of have you on for this, because like I know that you have that like lapsed fandom, so to speak, mm-hmm. and I know that we've been dipping your toe back into the water a bit with required reading and you know we've haven't really we've only really gotten to to touch on like queerness in like a few instances on that show mm-hmm. which that mm-hmm. trust me that we're going to be talking about some more queer shit on that show oh yeah coming absolutely. Up, pretty sure well uh, and no, i no, think but uh, sorry go ahead no i'm sorry I, I, to your point we the, because of the nature of required reading we tend to spend a lot of time um in sort of the um in in the past uh you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of what required reading is is basically like the love of context like you know you you might you might love movies now and you might love wrestling now but that's because the the things you love developed over time and you know we we love talking about that sort of um i think both you and i share a passion uh, along with um our, our mutual friend, uh, Mr. Video Games, we share, we share a passion about understanding the engineering of the things that we love. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the required reading stuff has been, um, uh, we've done a few um, amazing, amazing shows from Japan. And, um, I, you know, j- uh, like the, the Japanese scene had always been something I was familiar with. You kind of had to be back in the day you like you were nascently aware of it sort of like the lucha scene like you you understood it um like in the theoretical sense but to watch it to see it to see the the performance of it is uh pretty amazing and uh i had you know to wrap back to what we're talking about with the big game brunch <laughs> i had i had similar feelings about Watching the Big Gay Brunch to, uh, reminded me of uh, times where uh, you and I would hang out with a, a, again, another mutual friend of ours, Reverend Rabies, and just hear some random local band playing a song that had, that you never knew had been waiting to live in your heart. Like the the Big Gay Brunch <laughs> was to me spiritually the same as like good local rock. It's just it's finding like good local music. It's finding a good local diner. But instead of having like a really good omelet, you watch somebody shatter a door with their face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, honestly, that's a very uh, apt description for it. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why these events have been so endearing. And while we've gotten to eight of them, even though there's technically 10 that have happened, if you count when you add in the, the, 
the UK brunch as well as the big gay Thanksgiving in North Carolina back in November. But eh, numbers, whatever, doesn't matter. Proper Which, big gay brunches, we are at number eight here. Foreshadowing, this isn't this isn't the last time that uh that our, our, our friends from across the pond that that Europeans are gonna come up during this podcast. Oh, for um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I the um I I was I was wary just because uh, just because um and, and not for any any you know balking reason but um I know that a lot of modern wrestling learned a lot from we've talked about this a little bit on required reading I'm a little squeamish just because of my history with uh uh less than reputable acts and <laughs> and being violence adjacent I I can get a little squeamish with like uh things like deathmatch wrestling and stuff like that and I know like a, mo- a lot of modern uh, wrestling, especially indie indie wrestling, like new local circuits. Um, I know that they they learned a lot from ECW. So I was going in this being like, okay, well, you, you know, better guard myself, better, you know, better, you know, screw my courage to the sticking post. But um, <laughs> I've never been happier to be wrong. I was I was delighted all the way through. That being said, I, I, in my li- admittedly limited experience, but somewhat opened through you know just talking shop with you uh i i couldn't be happier with with what i saw in the big gay brunch uh when it came to just sort of um uh you know as somebody who who often worries about his his sort of his place in the in the in the queer uh in the in the you know the queer culture the queer space seeing so much of uh you know what i feel inside reflected out there confidently casually um openly happily being celebrated and that's not just being queer but uh as we will discuss later being a huge absolute nerd because one of the wrestlers is dressed like a fucking (laughs) x-men one of those new favorites that you mentioned one one of my absolute new fucking favorites (laughs) yes sorry i'm sorry oh no Um, we will we will get to dark chic do not worry i i I really hope so i hope we get (laughs) i hope we get to dark chic twice but uh another another quick uh thing to note uh we you know i kind of i mentioned it before uh you know feeling feeling old it's um you know uh i remember it's been we've been friends for a long time and i remember Mm -hmm. talking with you about um other other promotions like uh ring of honor back in the day yeah and um it um you know aew springs to mind as well like talking to you about and talking with you over the past like a year or so as we sort of um revved up towards required reading finding out that a lot of modern wrestling has sort of has has looked to the past in in recreating the best parts of sort of the, you know the old region system but not letting that hamstring them the way that you know the territories used to be hamstrung um it's 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 really it's really energizing to see um especially and we're not we are not going to get into this but especially given the state of the most visible wrestling organization in America, yeah, yeah, being we're not uh, just if you're listening, I don't care if it's like six months ago, Google it. I'm sure something else wrong has happened since then. Uh, um, this man can burn in hell. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's I, all I'm gonna say right now. I, 
I I ain't got a kind thing to say about him, but no. regardless, what, uh, even with that in mind, because like it happened, we we had to kind of chit chat. We had to kind of talk back and forth about it a little bit before we had to watch this. Entering with kind of that on my conscience, but then watching so many performers just loving what they're doing, just who could not be happier performing, who could not be happier performing and supporting the performers that they are working with. The um, one match in in particular we're going to be talking about, um, and, you know, of course, we'll get into it, the Sawyer Wreck and, and Lindsay Snow match. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an amount of communication you see going on with the two of them that just it, it's just, it just lifts your spirits. Um, you know I what be, because of sort of the the state of the world, um, I I went into uh, watching the big gay brunch with you, kind of anxious about even just sort of thinking about wrestling, and I came out wanting to google like six different names and watch absolutely any match i could i could get my eyeballs on from youtube about you know what it is they've done because it was just so fun to watch no and and i think that's always the outcome that you want when bringing someone new to these things and one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on because like i had a feeling that that would be your reaction to it and i wanted i wanted to like bring on new eyes and 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 talk about these things through through a, a perspective of someone that hasn't been tuned in to to this scene for a long time. So <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I believe the, the 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 exchange that we had uh when talking before was uh you said uh oh one of the big events is called the gay scramble and I'm like you have my attention. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> The uh, that's one of those attention grabbing names. Can't yeah. Oh, <laughs> the um, but I um, yeah, and I you know I knew I had heard the name GCW, but I you know I, I you know I couldn't have I couldn't have picked their stable of wrestlers out of the lineup. Um, but you know, watching this show, even from even from the opening shots, um, are um. Uh, the the you know the the master of ceremonies makes it unforgettable from the get go. Yes, yes, and that's a perfect segue to get into the show proper. We of course, like every big gay brunch, for the most part, we open with Miss Pollo Del Mar, the manager of champions, the uh, three time QWI personality of the year winner, multiple other QWI wins. There, she will text me uh, insults if I do not mention those accolades. Uh, for her when I introduce her on this show. Um, but but yes, we have Pollo coming in and giving a very heartfelt speech about, you know, the the not having this kind of like representation in pro wrestling when she was growing up. And then, you know, obviously remarks about this event happening in Florida and the, you know, the course of things that have that have gone on in Florida regarding, you know, the politicizing and in some ways criminalizing um aspects of queer queer identity and queer life you know specifically trans mm. trans life there and let's let's you know i i know we didn't we didn't we tried to speed past some of the problems that wrestling's having right now and it's more public spaces mm-hmm. but we don't want to mince words with you right now it's hard to be a queer kid in florida it's, yeah. it's hard to be a trans kid in florida and that right now that's because of active legislation like yeah. do not 
do not let anyone like if you end up talking about this with anybody do not let them gloss over that these are things being actively done by other people this is not just this this is not just having to put up with wet hair because it's raining some people are doing this and if if please just take heart in the fact we, we're going to get into wrestling because we want to have some fun here <laughs> but keep in mind that anything any any evil that gets legislated can get fucking unlegislated exactly we can, we can do that yes. but um uh, delmar what a what a fucking queen like the color contrasting outfit the mesh the hat that reminds me of poison from from king of fighters like, <laughs> actually, i think that's final fight I, I i might be mixing up my one video. of them either way it's an S- it's a capcom she's in, thing she's in street fighter now whatever <laughs> like, yeah um the uh just just coming out uh, you know more more poised than i think i've ever seen anybody into a ring in five inch heels carrying <laughs> she's got that down to a science yo oh like she she doesn't stumble once like no. there has to be some kind of anti-gravity technology in those boots the only thing more impressive that i will say that i've seen is i've seen dark chic wrestle in heels uh, it, it's like it, that that appears to me like unto sorcery like you can't <laughs> you can't convince me that you haven't somehow tricked physics into stopping paying attention to you like the um and we don't i, I, I and i don't want to minimize the the speech given or anything like that um and one of the things i was struck by this is going to come up a lot so i want to get out and kind of say it to begin with um I uh, and this sort of came up in required. This comes required reading a few times. Yeah. Um. I I can't when I am watching wrestling. I cannot help but to watch the crowd too. The crowd is the 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 crowd. When it comes to wrestling, I've I've always been of the of the opinion that the 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 crowd is always the third most important wrestler in the ring. Like, and this this crowd is. It's not huge. It's a. It it looks like um, actually, to to reference a a a life point for you and I. It looks like uh, they're they're staging it in in one of the convention rooms in the Marriott. Um, <laughs> I just keep expecting them to pan down to you know that carpet. Um, yeah. Um, to be fair, there have been furries at GCW shows and as the there brunch, should be. So as there, sh- I have yet to run into any nerd space made less good by furries. Exactly. Like the um yeah like I, I also the the most water bottles I've been like the most like sympathy water bottles I have been handed as a fat sweaty guy at a convention <laughs> have come from furries of because course. they're stuck in those suits. They know they fucking they know get it. <laughs> um this um but like the crowd is not in the crowd is not huge but they couldn't be happier to be there um even during even during the speech you're you know people are trying to get comfortable they're trying to get the best view um they but they're also like they are uh reacting to delmar um that you know they they want they seem to want the performers to like to all to know immediately they're there, they're interested, they're engaged. They want to be there watching them as much as the wrestlers want to be wrestling in front of them and couldn't be happier to see that. 
No, for sure, for sure. And like, as always, like the Big Gay Brunch is always a giant fucking wrestle party. And the the environment, the that environment is created by the crowd along with the performers and, and very much that way. So it, it, it wasn't disappointing here either, you know, with the um with the the couple hundred uh people that were in that building for the for the show, um for what it looked like on the on the on the broadcast. But but yeah, obviously Poyle's words resonated uh with that audience as they always do. Mm-hmm. Um, for good reason, you know, especially considering this event is happening in Florida. Like it was a perfect opportunity to to highlight those things and talk about these things, and then to get on to the fucking art of defiance that this show represents in a lot of instances, you know. And we kicked that off with the return of Keita Murray taking on Noah Vell, the hometown uh, non-binary sex pistola himself. Um, <laughs> now, now, but when uh, when when we when we started going into this match, I immediately was on Noah's side because their name is a pun, and that immediately gets me like that. that I, I'm immediately on board. I can immediately agree with you on board. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, coming out with coming out with the flag, and it's again, it's sort of like the the wrestlers are telling the audience how happy they are to be there. The audience wants them to know how jazz they are to be there. You're right. It there's no better term for it. this show is an act of defiance. Like this, this show, everything about this show says that we that and by we I mean the performers, the the wrestlers, the audience, that the community that we refuse to go quietly into any good night. Like yeah. we wherever we are we are going to take up space we're going to fill the room and god god almighty noah and Keita come out with an energy that i don't remember human beings having it looks like it looks like warring it looks like warring spider-man like, it looks <laughs> like the um uh and like it, it, even even just recalling it uh, you know, Kita comes out with that that broad-shouldered, heavy energy, that pretty boy, I'm so good. And Noah comes out again, like a Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> just so just so casually energized. The um I I like we had to pause while we were watching it. Uh, or I had to ask you more than once, like, was that a real hit? Like, was that a real pop? No, like, because they, they just, they, like, they spend, uh, they, I, I think a, a very, a very, there's a very solid sort of uh, antagonism back and forth. There's some jibing, there's some circling, but when they get into it, uh, they, there's no pause button. There's no stop. Like, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm so used to wrestling having a certain rhythm about you know uh, about you know s- some hits landing taking time you know uh, uh wrestlers circling out of the ring you know um i'm 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 used to there being some you know peaks and and valleys mm-hmm. kita and noah are just all peak all the time <laughs> like <laughs> uh, f- like 30 seconds into the match they're at 11 and 
a few times they go up to 13, but they mostly just stay at 11. <laughs> no, I mean, do you have two technically sound, you know, agile people in the ring here? Ikita, obviously the Big Gay Brunch veteran. Noah, their second appearance after debuting at the Big Gay Thanksgiving. You know, and Noah doing it in front of their, you know, their Florida crowd there. And Kita obviously feeding into that with, with his personality is, is always really fun to see. I'm, I'm not, no, you know, it's no secret. I'm, I'm a big fan of Kita, but Noah is definitely someone who has really um, risen their game over the last year or two. And it really showed here, you know, I think I, they worked really well together. They had a lot of, you know, a lot of really good exchanges, good of playing off of each other. Um, I'm really reminded of that that sequence where Noah like got Kita into like a guillotine over the middle rope to drape him so that they could hit the, that uh, running drop kick from the floor. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's moments like that where like it, it's thing you see things that you normally expect a certain thing to happen whenever they do that. And then they kind of subverted that a little bit while keeping the energy up in, in the match itself. And I thought it was a really good showing for both of them. Um, obviously, Noah goes for their their patented double stomp that pierced the veil, misses Kita um, through some underhanded tactics, is able to to uh, secure the win with uh, the FYF or uh, face your fate. Uh, not. Not what the other FYF stands for, apparently. Um, <laughs> but but Kita escapes with, with another victory at, at brunch here, and Noah, a solid showing, getting a, a big ovation from the Florida crowd in defeat. I This this match really felt like um, Noah's, for, for lack of a better term, uh, like Big Gay Brunch coming out party in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, like Kita is a great opponent for that. Like Kita, is, I haven't seen Kita work like less than well with anyone that I've seen him in the ring with. So I was I was I, I, like Kita's um, Kita's what I can only describe as Ricky Steamboat energy stuck with me a lot. There's a there's a moment uh, where um, uh, Noah's out of the ring. And uh, Kita does a suicide dive out. Mm -hmm. And the look on Kita's face, it looks like, it, like, looks like Magneto diving for Wolverine. Like, Kita has this, <laughs> like, full-on, like, full focus, full ruthlessness, you know, 1,000%, like, you know, predator drive look while diving it's it's this picture perfect comic book moment um you know i i can't stress enough just how uh, you, you mentioned the technicality um you know i don't i don't invoke the name steamboat very easily but just that just but that that proficiency they both have the um sure was was there a uh uh you know was there a stomp or two that maybe maybe seemed a little far away to, to sell as well as they did Possibly. I don't care because so much was done so technically well. It does like you can have minor botches and they just don't matter when you're selling the pops so huge that you actually hit. Um, 
and they hit they hit being plenty like <laughs> the um uh and yeah Kita has uh, just like I I don't even know what else to call it it's that it is that classic sort of like heel energy like just that uh just just picture perfect the um I you know um now I I was taken I was I was most sort of taken with Noah um just the 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 movements the uh the the aerials the acrobatics the, the total comfort and ease Noah moved like moved along Noah moved along the top ropes and turnbuckles with the same ease that I move around my desk like <laughs> the um you know does and that I, I long story short you know that I am like that I am, am so impressed with with Noah doesn't reflect poorly on Keita. Um it it reflects well on both of them like I, I saw two stars shining one just happened to glitter hotter for me yeah. um no pun intended and um <laughs> Noah was definitely you know uh, the, no, I, I when you say clean out party it's you're, you're you you got it in one um it's a it's a perfect example of how like sometimes at the end of a really good match it doesn't a hundred percent matter who pins and who gets pinned because you've gone on a on a whole last journey and you can get when you can get a standing ovation uh you know post getting pinned you're something special yeah no for sure for sure and 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 i think Noah will continue to prove that, you know, both in Florida and up in Indianapolis at Naptown, where they've become a, a key fixture of that company too, and uh, and so many other places too. Um, this was a really solid opener for for this card, and really set the tone for what was going to be coming, and in one way, in terms of like the like I would say in terms of like the in ring to set the tone for that, in terms of the personality and the character and everything that we're going to see. From from the show, the second match set that for me because we have. Right, so, oh, so, so this is where things get a little creepy. A <laughs> little, little, little creepy, little, little creepy. So, have... I'm just going to excuse myself. I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just going to head out for this part of the podcast now. <laughs> like, I'll just uh, I'll we, just see myself out. We have the debuting creeps, <laughs> Andy oh. Ripley, they Hulk, Andy Ripley, and uh, Gay J Styles. Irving West taking on the runway, Calvin Couture and Tyler Klein. You were about to say something. They they Hulk, by the way, is one of the best ring names I have ever heard in my (laughs) my whole life. It's real good. I mean, the creeps, I'm so happy that creeps were able to get onto the big gay brunch. Finally, they've been putting in the work for the last two years um, all over the country. You know, and to put them in the ring with a team like Calvin and Tyler, you know, coming out of Pittsburgh, you know, big names that enjoy wrestling, big names throughout that sort of Rust Belt region there. Um, they they met the moment together in terms of like personality and character, and it was and it was glorious because like creeps are unlike any other tag team out there. I believe I described them as um as impish. And gremlin like yeah. at times. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they were immediate. They're, they're chaos goblins. Yeah. Like they, 
I have faced the creeps in Dungeons and Dragons before. <laughs> like the um now that being said, please do not misunderstand. The runway is not outshined here. Like we we are we we're dealing with I wouldn't call them compatible. We're dealing with similarly sim similarly sized personalities. Um, and by that I mean outsized. Just so much charisma in this ring. Um, I didn't, this is, I remember uh, when we were watching this, what struck me about the creeps in the runway was just how much comedy they were being, they were able to pull off together mm -hmm. um, in the ring. Comedy in wrestling is not, well, comedy is never easy. Comedy in wrestling, doubly so. Like it's very hard to be funny while also possibly being concussed. Like, and <laughs> the, the, the runway have like the, their energy is basically the inverse of the creeps. <laughs> yes. And I think that's why they play off of each other so well, you know, we have like the very like posh fashion oriented fashion forward team in the runway against like, literal like like creeps comes out in bathrobes <laughs> they're, and, and they're like and the bathrobes are like i don't know how to put this but they're like they're upsetting in their mundanity like yes. were they were they like were they like boxing robes were they were they like silk it would like like if they were anything but like sort of frayed white terry cloth but that is also monogrammed with the word creeps. Just, yes. So upsetting. So upsetting. So here, I, 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 I finally figured it out while I was watching them. I was like, the thing about the creeps is it feels like almost all of their physical movement could be described as skittering. Like they have a, they have a <laughs> skitter quality. <laughs> Very much so. I could definitely see that. I mean, look, you got a tag team coming out of the Athens area. Like, Athens is weird. Athens, Athens is, is weird. weird. And I love it. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Nowhere responsible for Michael Stipe is normal. No, not at all. <laughs> the, um, whereas the runway, I, like, you, the, I, I, I don't, you know, their shorts describe it better than I ever could. Like, the, they, what are the runway? They are orange and magenta. That's the runway. Yes. <laughs> like, and they know the difference between magenta and fuchsia. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. what? What are the runway? They're ass kickers and neckerchiefs. That's what the runway are. Yes. Like, <laughs> the runway yeah. are the personification of the term "you bitch." Like, <laughs> and the creeps are raccoons with knives. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. it's it's the it's the it's the age old battle. <laughs> of of the 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 coolest the, the coolest a guy in the gay bar and the raccoon in a nice hat age old battle tale as yep. old as time <laughs> like, and it played out exactly how that would play out it did, you know? uh, uh, i i could not um it, it, it's hard to it's it like you need to watch it um andy ripley's facial expressions um, Irving West making, uh, I, 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 chewing scenery, even though the scenery is just a wrestling ring. I love how much that 
Irving and Tyler got out of like the exchange about like Tyler trying to grab Irving's hair, even though Irving is shaved bald. And like, yes. and like every time he goes to grab it, Irvin just slides off and is like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> like Tyler's like wiping his hands off because he's got this like creep juice on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, like Tyler's like, whatever, I'll just grab your beard and throw you that way to be dastardly. <laughs> and, and you can see, you can, you can see on Irving's face. He looks so defeated in that moment. <laughs> like, like, oh no, he figured out my weakness. <laughs> like. They um, and I, they it might sound like this is this match is all just giggles, but they get in some just amazing slobber knockers. Mm-hmm. Um, Couture and Klein, they have like they like they are like you you are sort of caught up in like the fun and games of their look, but when they connect, you realize just how solid these bastards are. Oh, like yeah. the um. Now we can't talk about this match without talking about an inf- a, a, a showing of ass. Oh, of course. They, um, now, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Boy sizzle it for the for the people at home because the, you told me this, and it, it and it, it was definitely a flavor enhancer to the moment. Mm-hmm. The runway have, um, I, I guess what you would describe as a, a nasty habit. Of of deep pantsing. Can we talk about that a little bit? Can I you, wouldn't can... say call it a nasty habit, but <laughs> they have a they have a history at Big Gay Brunch when it comes to uh either having their ass out or um unabashed horniness um for certain things. Like basically longtime viewers of the Big Gay Brunch will remember the runaway probably most vividly for um wanting Pero to choke them out at the Big Gay uh tag team twink gauntlet um back at the the first big gay brunch in tampa back in 2021 um you also is there is there nothing para won't ruin (laughs) hey para look they both also tried to seduce para at a subsequent big gay brunch event with lap dances um so they're they are very much into what what that big old bear can give them. It's selling, um, yes. <laughs> and there have also been multiple matches at Big A Brunch and at other places, most notably MV Young's Polyam uh, Cult Party Three, uh, where you know they were wrestling and they had their their asses out of their trunks, um, which we got to see again this time around. Um, and they they willingly did it as trying to put away creeps and ultimately that backfired and they got a both got rolled up and got the double pin uh with their ass out to giving creeps the win <laughs> they um i i was I, uh, on a personal level let me just say i i was happy to see the, probably the best facial hair in the show come out on top mm-hmm. um uh, Irving West, I, and I, I don't know if I said this while we were watching it. Um, I should have because it's going to make less sense to the audience. Um, uh, Irving's facial hair reminds me of a of a dear friend of mine from down south, a friend of, of Wonder Boys as well. Um, and it was just like watching watching the victory, watching their 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 victory. I was just like, I, I should I should I should see if he's on Facebook Messenger. Like I should I should message him, <laughs> see how he's doing. The um. And like yeah, look, don't 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 let the giggles fool you. As as much as there is just a massive amount of fun comedy in uh, in in this tag team match, um, especially when uh, there's a there's a moment where um, 
for a for a good long while, uh, both members of the runway are just are just trying are just sandblasting Irving, just mm-hmm. just trying to take him down to 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 bone, trying to take him down to the marrow. And uh, uh, Ripley finally gets the tag, and Ripley comes in like a goddamn they dynamo, just just <laughs> comes in like a live wire. Um, yes. It's uh, like it was. I literally like fist pumped when it happened. It just came <laughs> came in with like great energy, and the balancing. This this is going to come up more than once during the Big Gay Brunch, but the balancing of that of the comedy and ability, the fun, the functional, the uh, like the technicality, it it's so endearing. It is so like it it, it is so endearing to my soul because it's just it it gets to that that universal kind of like man wrestling's good kind of kind of feeling the um yeah it's it's fun it's funny it's uh it it is in, in a show full of highlights it's a delight yeah wrestling's supposed to be entertaining it is it yeah. is it's not supposed to be a slog and like no part of this big gay brunch is a big gay slog no like it's all big all. gay fun exactly and I think that point is a perfect opportunity to move on to the third match because you want to talk about the complete opposite of a slog. Rico yeah. Gonzalez and Jay Vidal. Yeah. Mother of God. Okay. Obviously, Rico and Jay, they've been on a number of, of brunches in the past. Um, also, you know, Jay signed to TNA Wrestling. Big deal there. Um, But these two, I... I thought I knew what I what we were going to be getting here because these are both two like high flyers, both very agile, um, both very fast, but they out they out jumped any expectation that I had for what they could do with this match. Whenever because of the ratcheting up of intensity, the personality at play within here as well, you know, like it was just my god, this match was just beautiful. Yeah, I you know I from the from the get go uh, Vidal coming out like an absolute heartbreaker, just like just like God's gift to beauty. Just just from that moment, I knew I was in for some fun. This this match stood out to me in my head. Uh, you know, sort of looking back in my mind's eye. Um, this match more than almost any other one. There are no less than a half dozen big so i talked a little bit before about sort of like the ebb and flow of of wrestling how there's a certain sort of cadence to it um there are are no less than like five or six enormous pops in this in this match where you're like that's got to be it that's the show stop it right and it just keeps going like yes. to the point where you're like someone has to call this before one of them literally explodes the other one like fist of the north star <laughs> like the um and i i fully admit when gonzalez came out i was like i think i said it to you i was like i was like in a in a in a show where i was expecting more bears that appears to be a ferret in the in the <laughs> ring <laughs> boy i could not have been wronger like Gonzalez is like just just becomes like the like becomes a well change 
utterly from just this this cold technical calculating like you can you can see the moves getting set up to this absolute unstoppable like force of nature and uh, unfortunately <laughs> there are times where the unstoppable force meets the immovable object and Vidal like carries that nothing no, like yeah, there again there are at least two to three times where you're like Vidal can't possibly get no human could get up from that hit and Vidal's <laughs> just like no I, you didn't even get to two like try again <laughs> same can be said for Rico as well like, absolutely trading absolutely. shots back and forth like the suicide dives in this match that oh. that running drop kick to Jay on the apron to set up the first suicide dive which is outstanding fearless you know, it's, you it's got, utterly fearless yeah I mean Rico getting thrown into the chairs you got the moonsault off the off the the ring post to the floor I, and these are these are all uh, no we'll talk about that the, the, um that there's a moment where uh uh jai goes in for this massive double boot turnbuckle oh stomp, the double stomp yes and stops and just slaps just <laughs> just just slaps rico like rico brought home the wrong ice cream from 7-eleven and Jai is celebrating the shit out of it because it's a great moment. And <laughs> again, Rico, not to be outdone, comes out with the highest drop kick I've ever seen. Like the drop kick ends up hitting Jai in the face. Yes. Like, the top of the face. <laughs> and it it's it literally like after that, the match just becomes Two men daring God, gravity, and one another to stop, and no one does. Like uh, Rico going to the to the top rope, Rico going to the the turnbuckle while Jai is outside um, to that backflip, uh, and Rico's not done because uh, then he goes to the chair. Like he's like, I'll jump off literally anything, <laughs> and um. I, I yes, like, and I'm sorry. Rico had some some terrifyingly effective moves, but Jai keep, Jai pulls more than once because there's that slap. Uh, Jai keeps pulling Looney Tune shit on Rico. Um, do you remember? Do you remember when um Jai used the apron? Um, yes, and pulled it out from under yes. Rico's feet. Beautiful, beautiful moment. Like using Daffy the apron to trip goddamn him. duck. Yes. Uh. So hmm. good. It's so it's so Jay too to do that, right? Like just the the way that the his personality is expressed in the ring, in in that way, just it, it just it worked to a T. And then of course moving from that later on in the match, you had the big like double stomp with with um with Rico tied up in the in the corner mm -hmm. there, only to be topped by Rico hitting his jumping his diving. Um, double stomp from the top rope to the apron on Jay, which I know like rocked you when you saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I literally like, I I was like, I I, I like, I I was having, like, I was I was legit having like Foley and Funk flashbacks. I was like, "Someone's got to stop this, or that that they're gonna break each other in half." <laughs> like, that's that's not look. 
that's not bad like when wrestling and again there is there's fun there's funny there are like i said there are some looney tunes ass moments that will make you laugh out loud in this match but then it's just like oh no these two human beings are gonna kill each other like Yes, as evidenced by like the story kind of in the back half of the match where, you know, Jay, the established, like, you know, he's he's got a contract with TNA. He's on TV, which he lets you know that he's on TV all the time in, in the ring. I, I distinctly hear him say, like, I'm on TV, bitch, and you're not in the ring to Rico. And like and you see him like constantly trying to put away this this star on the rise on the come up like Rico. You know, he hits his slaybore kick not once, but twice. Rico kicks out both times. He hits the power bottom bomb. You know, one of my favorite names for a finisher ever. Um, he hits the power bottom bomb. Rico kicks out of that. Rico just will not die. He will no. not go away. And finally, he outlasts him. And as he goes for a second power bottom bomb, Rico reverses it into one of the crispest, snappiest Hurricane Rana pinfalls that I have seen this side of the Rey Mysterio River. I was about um, to say, I was about to say, like, I, I have not, not since, not since like 97, have I seen Hurricane Ronan pulled off like that. Like, yeah, just the snap on it. Beautiful. Catch the legs, get the one, two, three and get the fuck out of the ring and steal one from the TV star there. <laughs> like the commentary, like Chris, Chris Riddle and, and Masha Slamovich on commentary said at best, like that's the biggest win of Rico's career to that point there yeah. and then the moment fit it and, and rico leaves with the win well, jay still gets the ovation from the crowd being another you know florida florida hometown person <laughs> there yep. but and also just a stellar performance this uh, up until like i could uh, we'll get to like match of the night selections at the end of this but like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this this is this one was just blow away good um right here yeah i um the the moment that stood out to me, not knowing almost anything about the, these two uh, going into it, was um, late in the match after so many high flights, so many huge hits. Um, they're 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 sort of laying into one another, and uh, Rico uh, bounces off the ropes as if to do um, as if to do a leg chop into the back of Jai. Jai braces for it, and Rico stops, and when mm. Jai looks back. Rico pulls off the same Looney Tune slap that Jai yes. pulled earlier <laughs> in the match, and like the um, the Jai has I I it's you're absolutely right with the ending. It it was it was Italian finger kiss. Um, one of the best things is that like first for a moment or two, Jai does not look like he understands what just happened. Yeah, like as if like the the power of the Hurricane Rana like teleported him forward in time five seconds he's just like what just happened right now like <laughs> the um I, it, it's gonna be we uh, you're absolutely right with like picking matches of the night we're kind of spoiled for choices in that um but definitely some of my one of my favorite moments is in this whole thing top five is is Rico pulling that Looney Tunes reversal um, easily, easily in the top five. Mm. No, it was the, a stellar contest. Sorry, you were saying. No, no, no. no it was phenomenal. But um, 
uh speaking of of top five we have to get into uh what is apparently one of my top five favorite wrestlers right now caitlin murray <laughs> yes <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the gay scramble yes obviously yes. and um, my and my new best friend wrestling wrestling thick sarah silverman uh <laughs> otherwise known as caitlin murray new best friend in the universe <laughs> So obviously this match is, you know, aimed to highlight some of the up and coming talent as well as some talent that hasn't been featured on Big Gay Brunch that much. You know, some definitely some established names in this. You know, we have mm-hmm. Ron Best Jr. who's held championships I, in the Northeast, when, in the Midwest. You, Sorry, go ahead. So, okay, dear, 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 sweet, dear, sweet, adorable listeners. Uh, Wonderboy pulled kind of, uh, Wonderboy's like, you know who that is? Like uh, the, the first person to come out was, was Ron Bass Jr. He's like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And I was like, no. And the last name I was expecting to come out of my mouth was the outlaw Ron Pass's son. Yep. Like, the son of a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just to, oh man, like, uh, like, you're the, the, so this is this is the son of the guy who used to mix it up with blackjack lake are you fucking kidding me like yep and what and honestly as soon as you said it i saw it like he's got a lot of his dad in him like it's it is it is shocking um the um but uh, uh and 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 what a, a as the kids say what what a hefty lad like yes it, <laughs> um the he, he was the the first one to come out um mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately overshadowed immediately by as i have i as i have described my absolute new favorite best friend number one all the time always caitlin marie <laughs> coming out of north carolina um definitely so, this is her second time she was on big gay thanksgiving should also note Ron Bass Jr. was on Big Gay Brunch Seven back in Chicago last year in in September. Um, so yeah, both of them making their second appearance there. Um, I, I'll I'll let I'll give you more space to talk about Caitlin Marie in just a second, but I want to get through the rest of the participants in absolutely. this match as no, well. Absolutely, um, Sigrid, daughter of Tear, coming out of uh, TWE Chattanooga. Uh, we have Josh Locke also coming out of TWE Chattanooga, the current reigning mm-hmm. TWE uh, Gig City Champion. Josh Locke there, the award-winning Josh Locke, I should say. Uh, Kano Kelly from North Carolina as well, um, you know, manager and wrestler in mm-hmm. multiple promotions up there, mm-hmm. and of course, someone who, I, as soon as I, as soon as I saw them, I had, the first thing I had to mention was, "Yo, she's from our neck of the woods." Soraya Saber, coming the, out of Marietta, Cobb County. Coming out of the home of the Gone with the Wind Museum, it's Soraya Saber. That's like, right. Coming out of the home of that husk of a building that used to be Nick's back porch, Soraya Saber. Coming out of the home of the big chicken, it's Soraya Saber. Coming like, out of the home of Marietta Diner and that one picture Gaffieri that none of us want to look at, Soraya Saber. Yeah. Coming out of the home of the that cookout that opened and everyone got really excited about, but it kind of sucked, but everyone's still kind of excited about it. It's Soraya Saber. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of the home with that shithole Swayze. Oh, and that's kind of saw. Never mind. <laughs> Coming out of definitely not the home of a Marta stop because a lot of people there are <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
definitely not a Marta stop in Marietta, Georgia. You fuck. They will. They will die first. Exactly. God damn it. Anyway, yes, the, sir. So I got it. So I, I, I swear. I promise. I, I, I promise to you. I promise to our listeners. I promise to Cono Kelly that I will not sit here. And, and fan out about Caitlyn Marie. Let me say, uh, Soraya Saber comes out with with just all of the energy. Hometown hero or not, Soraya Saber comes out screaming and keeps that pace the whole time. And Kano Kelly has to follow. And I was like, well, there's no way. And Kano Kelly comes out, and I believe. Uh, and I, 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 and I think Wonder Boy can attest to this. Kano Kelly comes out and just vamps in the first split second of visibility, and I was just like, "All right, well, hello, new favorite." Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just the nonchalantness on the face the, of Kano Kelly, just like would, the "Yeah, I'm here, bitch." Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, 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 this, this match here. Um, I, I talked about it a little bit with with Wonder Boy after we, um, after uh, while we were kind of cooling down from watching like this this three hour fun fest, um, the the scramble was a little disappointing to me because I was introduced to Soraya Saber, Caitlin Marie, like uh, I, I Josh Locke, who wow again a phenomenal entrance what. What a what a defying gravity Stephen Sondheim moment. Yes. Who who else comes out to Phantom of the Opera? Of course, of course. Right? Who comes? I, I have never seen somebody enter a wrestling ring with a parasol. And watching Josh Locke do it, I don't understand how I haven't seen somebody else come out to a wrestling ring with a parasol. I, I've now seen two, and the only other one I've seen is Kid Bandit, and it just makes me want to see Kid Bandit versus Josh Locke. I think that's a match that needs to happen at some the, point. Personally, I I like I. The, I I was, I wanted to see more of literally everybody in this match. I would like, this is the match. I, I, I don't want you, you, I don't want you to, um, I, I don't want you to misunderstand and be like, oh, well, you're disappointed in the match. This match starts with Ron Bass Jr. <laughs> using Josh Locke as a weapon. <laughs> like... I, I, I can't, I can't quite convey the joy in my heart of watching the cutest little fatty I've seen in a while swing around another wrestler as a blunt object <laughs> against other wrestlers. Right before Caitlin Marie takes his motherfucking Tampa Bay ass to church, like... <laughs> By church, do you mean shoving his face in her chest? You you seem to forget that that was preceded by two solid minutes of ass whooping against Ron Bass Jr. <laughs> I mean that literally. She uses her ass to whoop him. Oh point. yeah, no, she definitely does. The um, like this. When I say "quote unquote," I was disappointed in the gay scramble. I was disappointed that I did not get five and a half hours of the gay <laughs> scramble. I am disappointed in the fact that I'm not still currently watching the gay scramble happen. I am disappointed in the fact that there aren't four seasons of the gay scramble that I could still be watching. 
it was it it was phenomenal the the you know yes i look if i have to be critical for even a moment i'd be like well they could have they could have done some some more heavy uh you know out of ring work you know they 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 could have done they could have played a little bit more with with a with a six person all in chaos in the ring yes sure fine whatever the point is what we got was fucking amazing because like i oh the because after after the, the Ron Bass Jr. Caitlin Marie Hosier song with bodies <laughs> comes Soraya and Josh seeking to break the fucking time barrier via punches, kicks, throws. <laughs> Throw in cigarette taking people's heads off with that sick bicycle kick that she has. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the um uh it's all it's all fun and games for Josh Locke until Sigrid's decides to fucking show Josh Locke the devil. <laughs> like the um uh and every everyone is like there is not there there isn't there isn't a dud in this box of fireworks. Like there is everyone is selling for everyone else massively. Like the like and they all have such amazing dist- like like the the booking on this match is uh, this this might end up being my top of the night just for the booking on this match mm-hmm. so many distinct personalities so many distinct styles so many distinct moments like it it it, it really is the fucking pokemon of the big gay brunch because no two combinations ever make the exact same thing it's amazing the 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 chemistry in this match is 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 was was just uh, like I am I am stoked just thinking about it again. Yeah, I mean you get everything from like the the like the hard hitting moments of like Kondo Kelly's like you know flipping like neck breaker that that he heads Josh Locke running with that hidden blade to the back of uh, that hidden blade elbow strike to the back of uh, Brom Bass's head. I'll, and then you get that mixed in with a little bit of, of character from Caitlin Marie when she teases doing a dive, but then like stops and like steps on the apron. It's like, no, nah, I'm doing that shit. And then, yeah. then still hits a cannonball off of the apron <laughs> onto yes. everybody. Yes. Like, <laughs> the, um, and like, I, um, I, and like, let, like I said, there's, okay. 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 Let me, let me try and, and put this a little bit better. Um, there isn't if you were to ask me like what's the weak link in the chain like it, who if you were to ask me to rate the wrestlers in the scramble mm. i don't really think i could um because you've got you've got ron bass jr bringing just a, a very classic sort of like wrestling juggernaut energy um you've got um, you you've got Sigrid basically um, applying for the position of like the dream warrior version of the road warriors. <laughs> like you've got uh, Soraya Saber, who I am not entirely convinced ever had two feet on the ground ever for the <laughs> amount of like for the amount of like just acrobatics that goes off. You have like uh, you you have. Um, 
you you've got um oh god I, I just Josh Locke. I keep wanting to say John Locke because it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the finance guy. Um you've got Josh Locke and, and Kano Kelly locked in uh a titanic struggle of who is going to just chew and spit out the most scenery who is going to sell the hardest hit from from any of their other from any of their other wrestlers and then you got uh, caitlin marie uh, like caitlin marie genuinely pulling off what seems like a full contact comedy skit during this whole thing <laughs> yes i they're like it it, it is it like uh it is um don't even after all that all like the word i can think of is refreshing like it was um i when i was taking my notes uh and we were uh for like what we were going to talk about um as we wanted to cover stuff after caitlin marie's cannonball that we were talking about like i, I literally had to ask wonder boy to pause it so I could Google her, save the Google search, so I could look up shit from her on YouTube later. Like, I genuinely felt like, like I was discovering, like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, like, I was, like, watching in 98, being like, I gotta, I gotta buy a Diamond Dallas Page t-shirt. This Diamond Dallas Page guy is great. Like, just, <laughs> I, you know, it's been a long time since I've had that kind of immediate, like, I'm a fan of this energy when it comes to wrestling mm-hmm. and the, the gay scramble absolutely did it. Absolutely did it. I was impressed by the big gay brunch before the scramble. Once I was in and past the scramble, I was fucking sold. I was in, I like, I, I like, I wanted I wanted the lore. I wanted the fucking wiki. Like <laughs> I, I wanted, I wanted in on the joke. <laughs> No. The, um... It's apt that you mentioned like the the selling of Kano Kelly and, and Josh Locke because I feel like Josh really got to showcase that near the end here. Whenever they take a giant outlaw lariat from mm-hmm. Ron Bass mm-hmm. Jr. near the end here, uh, only for that pinfall to to not occur and Soraya Saber to come in and chop. Big Ross, big uh, Ron, Ron Bass, Ron Bass Jr. down, um, and land a running knee strike to get the win there, and Soraya picking up her first win at the at the Big Gay Brunch here in, in yeah. her second appearance. So, Absolutely. Like, and like, let me let me be like, you know, I, I mentioned the the Caitlin Marie uh, Cannonball just because I was just so utterly charmed that I had to be like, okay, I've got to Google this because I have to do this later. <laughs> Uh, uh, Soraya wins this match, but Ron Bass Jr. suicide dive out onto oh my five God. Yes. people How do we not talk and about that? the crowd. The man is the man's got to be 280 pounds if he's an ounce and he flies like a fucking eagle <laughs> like through the like through through the ropes right in. Um, and it was beautiful. You're absolutely right. I uh, like uh, when uh when when uh when run when Bass Jr. hits that uh lariat on um on Josh Locke and it looks like the match is over. Uh I, I remember distinctly Sarai coming in from uh from the right side of the screen because I was like, oh shit, 
Like, because you just, <laughs> you see that flash of orange and black. And at that point, you're just so the fuck into it. Like, you're so into it. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. don't mean to curse. You're fine. You can curse. Fuck it. They, um, I just, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, as you can tell, I'm still, still used to my, uh, my customer service voice, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, the, I like, I, and I said it to you then, I think when, when once we got done watching it, I was like, oh, that's it. Like, cause I wanted more, like this thing wasn't short. It was, it, it had to be like a good, like a 20 minute match. I was less than that. It was probably closer to ten. You think so? It, yeah. Like, it like, and that's the thing. It felt like ten seconds because I was just like, I want more. Like, where is it? Like, give me more of this. Like, <laughs> the, that's the, that's the thing you always want from a match, though. It's like you always want to. Oh yeah. You always want more and want to have them wanting more from it. So, the um yeah if 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 I I don't remember I don't remember who said it, but uh, I remember distinctly someone telling me once like if your if your largest complaint about a piece of media is that you wanted more of it it did its job yeah um and the gay scramble did its fucking job yes it did For the sure. um, and uh it doesn't stop because we go immediately into what i can only say is the most distinct character match of the evening. So you explained this to me. Yes. The, this whole situation. Yes. With Billy Dixon and Maid Kira. Yes. But I'm going to need you to do it again so it can be recorded for posterity. In <laughs> case I, again, don't believe you 48 hours after you telling me again. Okay. So Maid Kira is an alter ego of famed deathmatch wrestler Akira, the death fighter Akira. Former, he's held multiple championships in MLW. He's held championships all over the place. He's gone over to Japan to wrestle in deathmatch promotions over there. Um, very well known, well traveled, um, artist of bloody, bloody battles. But on his Twitch stream, sometimes he he has broken out this Maid Kira character, mm. and this is the first time that Maid Kira has ever made an appearance in the wrestling ring before. Um, this is also Akira's first appearance on the Big Gay Brunch ever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a big deal. And whenever this matchup was made with Billy Dixon and made Kira, um, it, I knew it was going to be interesting just because I know, you know, Billy's a friend of the show. I know Billy's mm -hmm. mindset and create level of creativity when it comes to like building up these kind of matches like at, at his last big gay brunch appearance back in September of last year at BGB seven, Billy Dixon was wrestled Sawyer wreck, who we'll definitely talk about later on in the show. Of course. Yes, um, we will. And like that, whenever that match was announced, it was like, Oh sweet. Like Sawyer wreck and Billy Dixon, they're going to, they're going to fucking go at it. It's going to be great. But then Billy and Sawyer started kind of building this other like storyline where like, you know, Billy's gay, but He's maybe a little. He's maybe a little curious about. He's maybe a little bi curious, right? And so he wants mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. test out the waters with Sawyer. And so their their match at BGP Seven was going to be a first date match, oh. and the whole thing was kind of themed around that. To the point of like, you know, it turned into like a hardcore brawl. You know, there were doors, there were chairs. Like Billy got kicked into a soccer goal. 
um billy mm, got slammed mm. into the window of a bar right <laughs> um, of course and that sort of thing but in the end like they they kissed billy got the crowd to chant slut him out um <laughs> <laughs> and and like sawyer like gave him a kiss and then choke slammed him through a door and then got the win so like like you have these 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 elements that billy brings to like building these these matches that would just be on paper they're already good because they're two solid stars going against one another mm -hmm. but then you add in these elements of like well we have made kira involved in this now right yeah. so yeah. if it's billy and akira they they would likely lean a little bit further into the death match side of things right with billy and akira and made kira you can still lean into those things but you also have so much more to play off of and mm -hmm. kind of playing off of what happened against sawyer like you still have billy kind of bringing out these different aspects of the character like coming out in a lace kind of a, yeah. a lace I'm, version I'm, of his I'm, of his of his, char of his characteristic overalls that he wears to the ring i'm glad um, you brought this up uh before we get too far past this uh uh billy dixon's intro was phenomenal 10 out of 10 no notes the the crowd work was was phenomenal the uh the outfit was phenomenal the um what i can what i can only refer to in the proper christian term of porn star dancing with the streamers phenomenal yes. no notes yes. cannot give any notes um Even and better, i thought coming out to like a virgin right well. of course of course of course and i was like well there's no way i, I understand that uh, uh wonder boy has told me about this made kira character but there's no way that made kira's entrance can match can match that lightning there's no way lightning can strike twice and i was so fucking wrong <laughs> it was immediately wrong like um everybody everybody in this in this auditorium officially stands made kira and i couldn't be yes. prouder of them I, I completely understand their disposition um i and i i didn't know if i would agree with them or not until uh made kira dusted off uh, their own Crocs, um, their that, own Hello Kitty Crocs, their Hello, their own Hello Kitty Crocs that they're gonna fucking wrestle in. <laughs> I was like, surely no one is beating wedding overalls, and then the Hello Kitty Crocs entered the fucking chat. Like, couldn't be happier. <laughs> Could not be happier. the The thing that struck me about this match was your because I I knew just from conversations with, that we had had in passing before while sort of uh, working on some of the mechanics of required reading, I, I had heard the name Akira before. I, I think I'd heard you mention Billy Dixon before. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those ones where I was like, okay, I need to need to gird my loins here because this might be death matching. And I might, you know, I might see some blood guts now, Gore. Um, the This match is almost pure spectacle. And I mean that as high a compliment as i can possibly give no the, you're spot on both both in terms of the action and the character work you know yes i, I couldn't agree more could not agree more the the, the like I, I i can't i i don't I, I know of no other way to say this the um the use of props the use of the 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 cleaning supplies props like I, I never thought in my head I'd be like, oh no, they got the dustpan. Like, <laughs> like there I was. Like, you got the crowd to 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 like react and scream at at uh 
made Kira using the scrubby side of the sponge on <laughs> Billy Dixon's forehead like he was using a cheese grater on it. And and Billy Dixon sells it, sells every second of it. Yes. <laughs> like it, like the, it, it truly feels like the you know the, the the scrubby side of the sponge is like the most caustic thing known to man. Mm-hmm. If Billy Dixon's facial expressions are to be believed, as they should be, like the um they they spent I was worried because this match went into the crowd real fast. And I was, and of course, you know, I'm I'm just sort of a naturally anxious person. Um, you know, my first thoughts were like, ah, oh, this is not really a location that's like built for wrestling. You've got you've got some very heavy, what look like very heavy, like hotel chairs. Um, that that floor is very unforgiving. The crowd could not have been happier. The performers could not have been happier. Like. The look of delight when Maid Kira spends a solid 30 seconds spanking Billy Dixon <laughs> in like the cutest pantomime way I've ever seen. Like the audience is delighted, and I was delighted, and then the fucking door came out. Yeah. <laughs> the door coming out, like right as uh Pollo was referring to Billy as a soft top <laughs> on commentary. <laughs> the um and at this point, I was like, you know what? Normally, that door would make me uh, squeamish, but I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on the door. Um, and uh, boy, was I right! Because before the door even came into play, we had what I can only describe as an open bloomers attack. Yes, <laughs> the Bronco Buster in the corner. Um, the Kira <laughs> lifting up, make Kira lifting up her dress and hitting that Bronco Buster, which somehow it did bloody Billy's mouth. So you still got some blood in this match too. <laughs> first blood, first blood, of course, naturally goes to made Kira's bloomers. Of course, you know, of course. Which I, I like, I, I just having the brain I do. I'm like, oh man, I wonder what stitching's used on those. Like, no, it's on board right now. Like, <laughs> Um, uh, the that being said, like, and if you if you are listening to this before watching, please take heart in knowing that this match has some thrills, chills, and spills, but it never stops being fun. Mm-hmm. It like there's just some good old fashioned down home fun this entire time. Nice big hits. Like I like that Bronco Buster, you feel it in your soul. Like yes. <laughs> the turnbuckle shakes when Megira connects. <laughs> the um No, I was uh, partial to Megira using the the Crocs as weapons. Which as well. again, Billy Dixon sells like he's like he is being hit with a green lantern ring. Like <laughs> <laughs> like the crock was forged by Odin, son. Like just the um. What did you think of the wig snatch? Well, I, I just the most supremely disrespectful thing I've seen in this or any other lifetime. Like, <laughs> I literally, I think I said to you, like, oh no, not the hair. Like, <laughs> and the disrespect of putting on the wig himself. I it it's been it has been. It it has been over a decade since I've I, I've had to interact with uh, with any wig, but even I know that like the time and energy it takes to f- like to fashion them, to shape them, to get them just like style them right, like you don't 
you don't you don't snatch someone's wig like you just yeah. don't like it's it's simply not done just stab them for god's sakes you don't have to be disrespectful <laughs> like the um like are we um are, are just real quick mm. uh may again if you haven't watched this yet uh billy dixon has uh, at least a like a hundred pounds and almost a foot of height on Maid Kira. And by God, Maid Kira still takes Billy Dixon to Suplex City. Yes. Almost effortlessly. Like, like, it's, like, like I said, like, you are, if we are describing this if we are describing this like hilariously to you, yes, it is funny, but you are going to see some real wrestling in mm. this. Straight just, up, I just, I, I still, the, the disrespect shown to the wig is just, I, I can't. <laughs> like, look, there's, you know, I, I expect a certain amount of gruesomeness in in wrestling, but the, that was just too far. That was just it was, <laughs> like, for God's sakes, this is this is a family show. <laughs> Just go back, go back to, to go back to Bronco busting <laughs> using your underpants, like the way the good Lord intended. Yes. Well, <laughs> the ending of this match also kind of encapsulates all of that. I feel like because you have Billy Dixon finally planting a kiss on Akira, and like enough to distract Akira long enough to hit the spear through the door. Yes. And get the one, two, three. Billy Dixon's first win at the Big Gay Brunch. He's been on pretty much every single one of them, but he's yet to win a match at the Big Gay Brunch, and he finally gets his first win here over Maid Kira. That, by the way, if you end up watching uh, the, the Big Gay Brunch after listening to this, uh, that that door is going to feel like Chekhov's gun. Like, you're, you're going to be like, why they bring the door in if they're not going to use it? Just wait. Oh, yeah. Just wait it's don't you worry about that like don't you worry about the door like the door will be the door will be the door when it needs to be the door like and it's like oh what a like and again like i i I, i'm sorry to keep stressing it i i tend to get a little uh a little worried when it comes to big heavy hits like that but that that pop with the door uh, it it had to be the end of the match because nothing was going to top it it was it was clean it was fast it was it was it, it like the 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 cameraman whoever got it deserves a raise cuz they they framed it perfectly <laughs> the um oh and like i i i was happy to see the kiss i was happy to see the kiss i was happy to see the kiss with the wig intact it means nature's healing yes they yes. like it, it it means we as a, as a society can we have a chance yes stellar first outing for for maid kira here at the pk brunch and billy after turning in so many like classic performances at pk brunch finally getting that first win big big moment for him there too uh just just so good and so inventive and just played with with the character so well like it's it's exactly what i would have (laughs) wanted All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. We're just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. 
and say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com slash LGBTRingPod. Multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous uh, patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on a monthly uh, roundtable of those sort of things. So uh, definitely go over and check us out. Uh, again, patreon.com slash LGBTRingPod. Every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very, very humbling, and we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you get t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever, we're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBTRingPod or visit uh, the URL, tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. The, the organizing of the Big Gay Brunch um, the 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 planning of it can't be underestimated either because we go into the softest the softest boy match into the hardest boy match. Oh, all right. So this was a fun one for me to to introduce you to because you have through required reading the very first episode we did looked at Pero versus Effie in mm -hmm. the last standing mm -hmm. standing match. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you've seen Pero before. I have seen Pero before, and um, if you haven't. If you if you hadn't had a chance to listen to that episode, uh, real quick, all you need to know is I am Team Effie. 
I am Team FA, <laughs> and I sure as shit ain't Team Para. Like, <laughs> listen, I will, I will, uh, I, I mean this exactly as insulting, insultingly as it sounds. Paro looks like he's a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said it, and I won't take it back. Oh, harsh. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't even go that harsh with Paro. Jesus. <laughs> Paro, Paro, Paro looks, Paro looks, Paro acts like a bad tip feels. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I can't. Paro is, is phenomenal. <laughs> like, Paro, and I, I, I say this, I say this with all the love. Paro, I, I I feel about Paro the same way I felt in the past watching him about Triple H. Paro, I feel the same way about Paro that I felt about Triple H sort of in the, you know, in the Attitude Era, where it's just like, oh, you, you like, you, you've got your character, you know how to play them, and you are having a fucking ball playing them. Paro oh, yeah. has got it down pat. I could, every, like, I... Th- I I saw Harrow's face like when um when when you were telling me about the big gay brunch and I was uh like I I I had sort of gone to the website to sort of see a little bit of it. I saw Paro's face on like one of the little like advertisements. I was like, oh fuck yeah. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know who, who the other guy is, but I get to watch Paro fucking try to take some <laughs> dude apart. Like the and, it's, oh. and that that love to hate energy is so strong and I am I I, ugh, I I could not be I could not be happier with how Paro pulls it off. I'm sorry. Please oh, yeah. continue. I'm oh sorry. no, you're fine. You are totally fine. Yes, Paro has turned himself into the fucking final boss of the big gay brunch at this point, and and he <laughs> wears that perfect. proudly on his fucking perfect. sleeve. Um, but in this he match, is, he is the M Bison of the big gay brunch. <laughs> <laughs> but in this match, particularly. He gets someone that can meet him at his own game because it is Pero taking on Karam uh, in a well. I had to introduce you to the term Hoss fight, but yes, in yes. big game, but in the big game brunch world, it's not called a Hoss fight. It's called a bear brawl. Um, in my own <laughs> in my own head canon, at least it is. But we have Karam coming out with Pollo Del Mar in in his corner. Which does factor into some some story bits here that that we can talk about. We too. so we might we we might end up. Please miss don't misunderstand. Paro, we, we we're going to talk about Paro and and um and Karam here a lot, um and we might get in the weeds on them a little bit. Polo Del Mar is is a treat in this match, uh, a, a phenomenal presence, indispensable like a real tone setter for some of the best moments in the match. So please just keep that in mind as we talk about these two burly men trying to take each other apart like a fucking old Buick. Like, (laughs) I was not familiar with Karam. Yeah, so so Karam, this is his second Karam, appearance. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, Karam is his second appearance at uh, Big Gay Brunch. He made his debut at Big Gay Brunch Los Angeles last year during WrestleMania weekend, um, mm-hmm. which was very shortly after he came out. So, and it, and it was his first match there. He took on Fred Rosser, who you would probably better know as Darren Young, the uh, the WWE wrestler yes. who came out yes. as gay back in 2013. Um, so they that was his debut was against Rosser there. Um, 
And this match with him and Pera was originally supposed to take place at Big Game Brunch 7 back in September of last year. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Karam was unable to make that that show. Um, so that match didn't happen. So we run it back here in Tampa. And dear God, it did, did it not disappoint. Um, Karam is definitely like the only person so far that has been in the ring with Pero at the Big Game Brunch that can match him in the power department. Um, and it if and you, it showed. If you haven't seen uh, care uh, pictures, of, if you haven't seen Karam in the ring with Pero, um, Karam gives up a uh, gives up some height to Pero, but that's it. Like these two, I I I don't know what else to call it. these two. Like match energy, real and it, like it becomes clear real fast. Um, Pero does a great job of selling this, by the way. Like. Um, Pero at the beginning of the match, like it is very clear that Pero thinks he's he is once again on easy street, like he is once again being faced with an an inferior product that he is going to take apart. And uh, Karam dissuades him of that shit real fast, and and it goes it goes it goes into the fans, it goes into the chairs. Um, you get a suplex on the floor. Oh, the and uh, Paro like uh, Paro gets uh, gets a big knock in on Karam, and Paro goes to basically pull out every implement of of bludgeoning death he can find <laughs> around the ring. As many chairs as you could fit underneath that ring. That's yes. as many that ended up in the fucking ring at this in this match. Like they are hitting each other. Like they're they're dueling with chairs and they're hitting the chairs so hard that the one that Karim has, like one of the legs fucking starts breaking. Yeah. And like any and like the power behind the strikes of these two men, not only when they're hitting each other, like the trading of Larius, trading of shoulder of shoulder blocks and that sort of thing. But then you get to the point where they're like hitting each other with chairs and like they're breaking chairs, they're breaking steel chairs on each other um, at times. Uh, and just the fact that seeing Karam hit a fallaway slam into the corner through a door on Pero with relative ease, right? Like speaks to just the strength of that man. My yeah, God. And- I know what if you're listening. I know what you might be thinking about the the these chairs and and the the energy these these two are are coming at each other with, and it's like you might be thinking, oh, you know, it's relatively easy to bend one of those chairs. A leg bending is it? No, it the metal starts to shear. <laughs> yeah, with the way they are they they are coming at one another, um, I, and. Th- I want to just say sort of just in like the, the, the meta of this, like that is not easy to do safely. And, but they're pulling it off effortlessly. Like, and it, I, I have rarely ever seen anything so casually express that idea of power in a wrestling match, that idea of like two powerful forces slamming into one another. As well as like that that quick lightsaber duel of chairs, sort of like <laughs> sort sort of conveys. No, no, I'm right there with you. And then like you see those chairs come into play yet again, whenever Para starts building a little pile of them, slamming Karam onto him, and then trying to set him up for something. But Karam is able to fight back and hit a superplex 
off the top rope into the chair pile. Like just fucking sick. The by the way, again, I can't stress this enough. When when Karim hucks Harrow into that door, the door does not break. It shatters in the middle. Like you see parts of it just fall out of the ring. Yeah. Like I think even Nick Gage on commentary commented like he hadn't seen like a, a splinters from a door like shoot out into the air like that before. I was I, I I was genuinely worried that like I was like really wish that they had handed out goggles to the people like, in the audience sitting behind them. <laughs> like the um and the I, and I don't, I, I don't want you to misunderstand. I don't want, if you're listening, I don't want you to misunderstand. Um, like it may, uh, you know, the the energy and power these two have, um, it ends up occupying a lot of our our, our thoughts about this match. But that don't uh, you, uh, you uh, it's it's hard to uh, overstate the amount of personality that comes through on both of them as well. Like Hero has that great. Like I said, like that great heel energy that like just going around gathering implements of destruction. Um, at one point he um he's he's using uh a he he comes out in a, a like essentially like a chain harness. Yep. Um across his, his chest and shoulders and uh ends up uh choking Karam with it, ends up ends up hitting him with it. Um you know, and it's it's such a great, it, it it's like I said, it's such great heel energy. Like, Harrow is this 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 you know muscular force of nature. Like, what could stop? Him? But he still is underhanded. Like he's he's still like no matter like he has this 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 natural power but like no we're still gonna cheat like like don't misunderstand like we're still cheating in this to (laughs) to get what we want no as Uh, evidenced by by the end of the match you know like hits the low blow and you know poyo has come into the ring because they have a bit of a a thing right now at big gay brunch seven whenever uh uh, karam wasn't able to make the the match like there was a um Instead, they had an impromptu uh, twink gauntlet that Pero <laughs> ran, which he he de- <laughs> he ended up defeating three people, but then ended up losing the match to Baby Bop, um, not lying. And um, and after that match, he took his frustrations out on Pollo Del Mar, who was ringside, um, like knocking her to the ground. Um, and so, obviously, Pollo coming out with with. Karam wants to help get one over on Pero, but unfortunately it backfires whenever Pero hits a low blow, puts and then spears Karam into Poyo Del Mar through a door. Yeah. And then sets up perfectly for the for the that big Pero driver to to get the one, two, three. The um uh once again I have to reference uh when Wonder Boy and I were watching this together, uh because that hit that end of match hit i think was the only time when we watched it through where i was like can we go back like can we roll this back <laughs> i have to see that again like i mentioned this before with, uh, with some of the moves um the um with uh with ron bass jr um with Keita, these these picture perfect comic book panel moments 
and and the end of uh, the end of this match with Pero psycho driving like two <laughs> opponents at once through a door um it, it's like it's got to be seen to be believed um it's the highest compliment i could i could pay a you know a you know a a wrestling match is you've got to see this you you like if if you like wrestling you are not yet complete like you need to see this this hit because it's great it's great and i um it, it, I, I i mentioned comic books before um for people who haven't uh listened to our required reading episodes number one do so number two um the it's it's no secret to the listeners there that i'm a i'm a huge comic book fan and uh one of the great things about comic books are good villains. You know, you, you know, uh, like there are, you know, heroes can sort of go through a lot of different eras, but, a, but a good villain is timeless. Um, and Barrow's got that energy down pat. Like he really does. <laughs> yes. I'm as ev- again, evidenced by the post-match, you know, afterwards, taking Poyo in the ring and pulling a plastic bag out of his boot so that he oh, can, yeah. oh, can yeah. suffocate her. Like, pulling a fucking child's play, too, on fucking, <laughs> fucking Polo. Like, on Del Mar. It's just, it's it's so unnecessary. It's so cruel. And it it's such a villain move. Like, mm-hmm. you've already won, but now you want to be mean about it. Like... Oh man, like I, I can't, I can't wait to be pissed off at Paro again. Like I, I really, I really can't. Like it is, uh, it is, it is so, it is so fulfilling. Plus, like, and like you can't help but when you're watching it, be like, yo, he brought that plastic bag with him. This was the plan. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course it was. The Paro's um, a dick. Paro's a real dick, man. It's I mean, great. he's the kind of guy like he literally came out at the last big gay brunch event and said, "I'm not. I am the first gay." <laughs> I, you know, I said, I said before uh, that that he's the M Bison of the big gay brunch. I think Paro is the Shao Kahn of the big gay brunch. Is more appropriate, <laughs> both in size and scope. Like, yes. Who is he? Huge. What else is he? Bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I just... This, again, I can't... We talked about it before, but God, we're spoiled for... Like, we are... We are spoiled for good matches in this. And I didn't think... I was... After watching Pero leave the, the ring... Like double middle finger fingers in the air, <laughs> I was like, nothing's gonna top that. Nothing, nothing could possibly top that. And then Dark Sheik walks out in fucking Psylocke's costume from the nineties X Men. Of course, Dark Sheik and Shea Monet say, uh, "Hold, hold my mimosa, real quick here," um, because that's our the next matchup is Shea Monet against Dark Sheik. Um, obviously, Dark Sheik veteran of big gay brunch um icon in the independent pro wrestling scene um just amazing 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 talent cannot say enough about her 
taking on Shea Monet, coming all the way from the UK, um, you know, well-known in, in independence over there, like ICW and TNT Extreme. In fact, you know, Shea Monet at the, the Big A Brunch UK over there last year, you know, had a, a main event match um, in a, a six-person tag team match against Effie and Alley Catch Bussy. Um, so Shea's no stranger to the stage of the Big Gay Brunch, but this is the first time that he is coming over to do it in the United States. This is his American debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and who better to have that than against someone like Dark Sheik, who, you know, is has the status that she has for a fucking reason. You know, she is an uh, just so good in the ring so good with character so good with personality and shay meets her at, at at the mark every single time in this match like i just and you mentioned the psylocke gear i just i'm gonna send you something on on discord real quick and i want to just get uh, this is something for you you can look at it now you can look at it later but this is just a sampling of some of the other gear uh, looks that Sheik has had because I feel like you two would be kindred spirits <laughs> just based off of your reaction to the Psylocke gear. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I am, I am so spoiled for favorites in this big gay brunch. Like yes. the, um, and you were, you were, you were, when we when we watched it through you uh we didn't want to slow down too much we wanted to stay in the energy but you were reading me off some of um some of dark sheik's accomplishments some some of and i i just i i i was blown away like Mm -hmm. by um even just sort of being being you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, regaled with uh, with some of her accomplishments, um, and that's that's before she got to the ring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, the um, and don't and, and like for for uh, the the listeners at home, don't don't uh, don't misunderstand this as as uh, uh, you know, Shea Monet being outmatched because <laughs> Shea Monet immediately comes out, decides that the audience was not not in it into it enough, walks back behind the curtain, <laughs> comes out with more resplendence, yes. and and uh, expects the audience, rightly in my opinion, to be happier about it. Yes. <laughs> no. Shea Monet gets it. And I love him for it. Shea Monet, like, you, you talked about the accolades that, that Dark Sheik has, obviously, with Hood Slam and, and her accomplishments in GCW and, and multiple other places, you know, wrestling mm-hmm. all over the world. Shea Monet, you know, is no slouch there either. You know, former TNT Extreme World Champion, the third ever out LGBTQ male world champion in the history of pro wrestling. Um, you know, just an outstanding talent that's really been on the rise over the last few years, you know, and getting the chance to finally come over to the States, you know, that's something I know that Shay has been wanting to do for a while, 
it's been a goal and seeing him be able to fill, fulfill that goal on a big gay brunch card against dark chic. Um, I don't know if there's a better way that you could have had that American debut, honestly, <laughs> in, in because, no. Oh God, these two fucking went to war. Sorry, it's, go ahead. No, no, no. I, no. And you know, uh, talk about the accolades of, of, of dark chic. I like, look, do what I did. Go check out her Twitter. <laughs> like, it, yeah. Uh, anyway, but um, you actually you had some uh, you had some communication, some ex- uh, some, some experience with Shaman, like um, that that we talked about a little bit. Uh, is that that that's? I don't think that's um, that's. I mean, any, that's any secret. No, no, it's public knowledge. The first year that I did the QWI one hundred, um, whatever before I started doing the ranked two hundred list, um, Shay, I and I talked to him about this when I interviewed him last year too. Like Shay called me out on Twitter for like not having it more, you know, Scottish and and UK representation on the list, specifically Scottish representation on the list, and you know. I, I responded to him like, hey, like I just I wasn't aware and I'm glad that you reached out because now I can get the chance to learn. And over the course of like the years since, um like that obviously like I've been I've paid more attention to that scene because Shay reached out in that way, you know, and like I've gotten to to know a, a number of great UK talents of, over the over the, the course of those years because of that and and you know, it's made me more open to like making sure I'm paying attention to as many regions of of wrestling as possible. You know, and I think it's made me better whenever I'm doing the, that 200 list at the end of the year. So like Shay was a very pivotal point there, and, and I'm bummed that we I, that I, we weren't able to get to like set up the chance to interview him for for a while. But whenever it did, like it was a treat. Um, but yeah, Shay Shay <laughs> Shay helped in the development of my eye for the QWI 200. So <laughs> I can't, and, I can't yeah, think of enough. And I, and I couldn't, I couldn't have been happier to, um, to be exposed to both of these performers in just an immediately, and just an immediate barn burner of a match. Oh God. Um, yes. ju- ju- some, some iconic walkout work. Um, some and they just they they immediately start like doing some fantastic lockups and yeah. like I, I and i knew like so often like uh we saw we saw a great beginning um at the very at the very beginning of the big gay brunch we saw a a, a great start a, a great start of a match with with kita and uh noah vale um just a great just uh, like circling one another you know, throwing some, uh, you know, throwing some mouth work at one another and then just getting into it. Dark Sheik and Shea Monet start, they start this match like they, like, like they were doing territory work in the seventies. They start with just these, these classic locks, these classic holds. They move effortlessly into some phenomenal, some, some phenomenal rope moves. Just, just back and forth, never stopping. Just move, move, move. Like, just, just like hit reversal, floor drop. They're back up. They're already in the ropes again. Like, the I, I said it. Like, I kept saying it to you while we were watching this. I was that I was taken. I was taken so off guard, so happily off guard by the energy the big gay brunch had. 
by by just the just the, the dedication, the love of the craft that everyone performing had, and they just wanted to keep the energy at eleven the whole time. Dark Sheik and Shea Monet are like in a room already full of flares. They burn bright and they burn hot. Like it, like there's the the like the the few the few quiet moments in this match they're they're sizing each other up like blood sport it's great like <laughs> they you know they take the time to work the audience and when they when they are selling hits from one another they are fucking selling like like Shea Monet, I, I think like a few minutes into the match ends up taking uh like uh dark sheik is just stomping them in the corner and like it, it 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 looks like one it's just it's it's a it's a classic it's a classic you know corner move mm. but Shay Monet is selling the hell out of it so you're into it you're on it but that doesn't stop Shay Monet from reversing it and doing like uh just like a great jump out um and dark sheik literally like sweeps the leg and dodges it <laughs> yes <laughs> again and i cannot stress this enough cannot be more clear about this while dressed like psylocke from the x-men in the 90s <laughs> and by the way uh for anyone who hasn't watched it yet this would be after psylocke uh uh who is named elizabeth braddock changed bodies with a japanese uh, uh assassin named uh quannon cannon what k-w-a-n-n-o-n i'm not sure how you pronounce it um so and the outfit was after the body swap uh when the set assassin had changed into elizabeth braddock's um uh, british white lady body and used the name revanche which is revenge in french um i do not know why because uh, <laughs> because chris claremont's a weirdo we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about wrestling <laughs> the um uh, Shea Monet and Dark Sheik, they like the energy goes, they can't be contained by the ring. They go out and keep in mind, we've like the, the through the scramble, through like Harrow's nightmare collection of chairs, um, through Billy Dixon and and Maid Kira. Like these, these matches have gone out of the ring, uh, plenty. Dark Sheik and Shay Monet is the first time like a whole row has to be cleared for fucking safety. Like yes. <laughs> God, that's su that suicide dive that that Sheik hits and where like everybody's just, like it looks like she landed on her head. Yeah. You know, and then like, everybody's like, oh my god, what the fuck? And she just gets up like, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm okay. <laughs> With a big old smile on her face. Just like, <laughs> yep, I did that. And again, I, you know, I um I have to stop saying again so much. I, you know, I, that's the exact kind of thing where like, when I see it, like my anxiety kind of hits over and I'm like, ah, and like everything tenses up mm -hmm. and she's just like, I'm okay. <laughs> like, back <laughs> to the wrestling. <laughs> and it's just so happy and having so much fun with it. I'm immediately back in. Like I'm immediately like, yes. yeah, more wrestling. Yeah. No, I, I particularly love the, uh, the, the dueling splits. Yes. portion of the match yes. because obviously like she yes. is known for doing the uh the split uh nutcracker uh punch a la johnny from cage. johnny k yes for in her matches but in, in this in, in this one 
uh, she goes for she goes for that, but it's countered by, by Shay, who ends up in a split himself, and they are dueling like dueling with fists while in splits, and it ends with Sheik like taking a headbutt from Shay, and Shay trying to get back up, but then Sheik still in a split pulls herself forward with her hands into a fucking no hands headbutt onto Shay Monet as he's trying to get up. It's just like, I, it's a small moment, but it's a, one of those moments just like, fuck, I've never seen that before in a ring, you right. know? And it's yeah. just, it, it just, oh God. There. So like we, I've, I've used a lot of words to describe the big gay brush so far. Um, uh, I've used a lot of words to describe the performer so far, but the only, the thing that I, that in my recollection, like revisiting the match in my head, the thing I keep coming back to is just the unbridled joy these mm-hmm. two have wrestling. Like they, you're absolutely right. That headbutt, like the you know, the splits off, the you know the 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 suicide dive, the um the the catching of the fist in the nutcracker, like the um. Uh, Dark Sheik at one point does a great, like uh, uh, Shamone tries to to throw Dark Sheik uh, through the ropes to a ring out, and she catches the ropes and bounces back. It is immediately back in the game. Like there is there is experimentation going on in the craft here that you only do when you're when you're when you're more than happy to do it when it is a joy to you to do. Um, you can't do that with one performer. You can't do that with one wrestler in the ring. Yeah. Both people have to love what they do and be great at what they do. And Turk Sheik and Jamone absolutely love what they do and are fantastic at what they do. Like <laughs> the no, um are we are we are we gonna talk about the upside down leg head catch that Dark Sheik pulls off on oh, Shamone? Of, of course, of course we are. The, again, like it, it really feels like like Sheik was relying on physics to forget she existed momentarily. <laughs> she's, she's found a way to combat them pretty regularly. Yeah, it's like it's just like like she she literally is just like sneaking out Newton's back door. Um, <laughs> and she does it again, like in a and again, I I don't know the right words to describe this other than upside down turnbuckle leg-based neck throw <laughs> like and does it beat Shay Monet? the fuck it does it's only a two count yes and it it almost psychologically breaks dark sheep when it <laughs> happens <laughs> she goes up for that oakland jam leg drop and still can't keep Shay down can't, can't do it can't no. do it goes for the welcome to die um and unfortunately can't can't hit it. Shay gets out of it and hits his own his his axe kick his his patented axe kick that he's fin- that the move that won him the uh, the TNT Extreme World Title mm-hmm. and that can't keep Sheik down. So very much like we saw with Jay and Rico, like these two, they just can't get the right mix of elements to keep the other person down. It's in, it's in it's match. a war of attrition. Like yeah. it's it literally like you know you're um you know the. When we watched like Kita and Noah, it it really seemed like a a battle of who can pull off the best move. You know the 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 creeps in the runway. It was really like 
what amount of audacious will win the day? You know, the like the Dark Sheik and Shay Monet match remind me most reminds me most of like um Rico and Jai earlier in the where it's just like you've got two people who more than anything else know what the fuck they're doing and they they just have to they're in they're in a race to see who's gonna wear down faster the um i mentioned before tarshik having that like emotional breakdown uh shame refuses to leave that unanswered and almost begins sobbing when she <laughs> like punches out on that too after yes. The most egregious chair drop I have seen in a dog's age. <laughs> like, oh man. The um also, by the way, um, it, it has to be said real quick, um, before I forget it, before we move too far from it, both of them have absolutely flawless on-point makeup games. Oh yes. Like oh, yes. the um and I can't uh I can't help but notice they picked uh, that they're they're purple and green. They're these they're con- they're the perfect contrast of secondary colors. Um, that's a small thing, but it's just it's again it's the comic book nerd in me. It's just like oh no, like, I mean look, the big gay brunch looks matter, right? You're right, yeah. Aesthetic aesthetic matters. Yes, like and the um like I but. If aesthetics did not matter, Dark Sheik as Psylocke wouldn't touch my soul the way it does, and it fucking does. <laughs> the um, uh, they they just start hitting uh, they they start hitting phenomenal, like early cable WCW slobber knockers on one another as the match goes on. The um, we just we end up devolving into like basically a series of finisher moves that don't finish one another <laughs> yes and she has to resort to using her sash to choke out shay monet in a moment that was just pure bliss honestly for the way that the, this match mm-hmm. finishes mm-hmm. like you have Sheik on top of shay in like ch- in the chokehold with the sha- with the sash shay is crawling his way towards the rope to try and get a rope break and then she just makes that one adjustment and adjusts it straight into like a bulldog choke position and just wrenches back on it and Shay just collapses like doesn't tap out passes out right collapses it is a like we were talking about this a little bit before um where it's they've gone through so they they go through so many like phenomenal they go through locks, they go through jumps, they go, they go through, you know, outring work. Um, and it it just feels right that she after all of the after all these like you know, legitimate moves, after all these, you know, tries again and again and again to just to just get Shea Monet to stop, that that Sheik has to resort to to skullduggery, you know, like that that Sheik has to resort to to some fucking some 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 D and D rogue shit to put Shamo Day down. <laughs> um, it just feels right. It just feels because like these two titans will not stop clashing. Like someone has to do some some dirty deeds done dirt cheap to get this bell to ring, and it's I don't know how else you could have ended something like this. Like no. the um 
when the when the when the chair throw into Nutcracker doesn't end it, <laughs> like what else is left? Yeah, like and, and, and literally at that point when you you see Sheik when Monet is like getting back up again, she's like, no, this has to stop. Like, yeah, this, this is fucking this, done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end him. <laughs> I don't. I God. Like you know what I'm dreading at this point as we as we move uh, inevitably towards it mm-hmm. having to pick a favorite match out of this out i know of this, show. This, this is so fucking hard i don't know we we'll come when we come to that we'll come to that if we do right, I right don't know. Yeah. either way but yes I, it is very hard like every like like i said before like i think i when we got done watching the entire show i told you this is probably like the most complete top to bottom best big gay brunch car that i've ever seen and we haven't even talked about the last two matches yet oh you know, god oh like... we we haven't even gotten to uh, sawyer wreck we haven't gotten to alley catch we haven't gotten to Evie. no like oh man like the um uh but before we before we move on to sawyer wreck and Lindsay snow just the 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 i i i can't Trying to avoid saying again so yes. much. The, <laughs> um, the, the to illustrate that this show is the complete package, the 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 the, the facial expressions of Dark Sheik, the celebrations after after the the victory, like this show is the complete package. Like there's there 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 isn't a high point that exists in the medium of wrestling that the big K crunch eight does not hit yes. like not so far as I can tell like, <laughs> the um, now I know what you're thinking Can anything top dark sheet coming out as Psylocke from the X-Men and from the nineties. I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't think so until I met Sawyer wreck. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, I what uh, so I guess I guess this is a way to say that we're going to be talking about the next next match now, yeah, which is Sawyer Wreck and Lindsay Snow. Now, why did Sawyer Wreck strike you so? I, I'm so trying impactfully? to. I, I I have been trying to put this into words correctly since we watched this, mm-hmm. and it sort of ends up being first thought, best thought, Sawyer Wreck. As far as I can tell, seems to be some kind of ungodly scientific amalgamation of Ted from Bill and Ted and the She-Hulk. Like <laughs> Sawyer Sawyer Wreck simultaneously has like big dog energy, just mm-hmm. the, the the friendliest. The, the 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 friendliest smile I've ever seen, the, the like the happiest to be there I've ever seen, but also somehow simultaneously has like enormous jungle cat energy where it's like this this impressive piece of biological machinery could fucking kill you if you're not paying attention. Yeah. Probably exactly. if you're paying attention. Oh, to. no. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you are or not. If she chooses to. Now. It might sound again like as if there is no way any any opponent could match 
my my disposition towards Sawyer Wreck. You'd be you'd be right to think that, except for Lindsay fucking Snow <laughs> comes out with tattoo needles in her mouth. Two may may I remind you two Vanessa Carlton's <laughs> a thousand miles. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't can't stress this enough. And, and I believe there was a one of the one of the moments we had to take while watching this was just the deep offense we took at the um at the announcers misrepresenting white girl music. Oh yes, yes, that was definitely not a Mich- Michelle Branch song. I will yeah, look. I'll let Chris sakes. Riddle off the off off the hook a little bit, or the I don't know if it was Chris or if it was Alec, but either way. Whoever said it, we'll let you off the hook. But for real, don't disperse the yeah. good name of Vanessa you, Carlton. For God's sakes, like this isn't, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't day one shit. Okay, this isn't Demi Lovato shit. Okay, <laughs> like the um Sawyer wreck also like so like Lindsay Snow has like is Lindsay Snow is very like and like you get the impression immediately Lindsay Snow's uh brand is danger is dangerous yeah it's fun because you know white girl music but it's danger sawyer wreck is fucking metal sawyer wreck is 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 headbanging is power metal is fun it's fucking riot girl that will rip your throat out yes tongue out horns in uh, like horns in the air like the um like of uh, I I was shocked that more streamers weren't just naturally thrown and so I imagine <laughs> streamers are thrown around when Sawyer goes to Hardee's like <laughs> the um like could not could not have could not have two two more different flavors of energy also it doesn't like. <laughs> Like it doesn't help that Lindsay, like Sawyer, has like almost a head and a half on Lindsay in height. Yes. Like it really is, it really is short girl problems versus tall girl energy, and like I, it is, it is the battle of heavy metal versus I think champagne that has been brought out to the ring. Yes, at the champagne at the bar. Yes. <laughs> yes. The um and again, Lindsay tells you like this is this all bears reiteration. So you're gonna have to fucking bear with me, guys, and just listen when I say like big the people in this big gay brunch know what wrestling is. They know what character is, they know what characterization is. You know who if you if you had like me not been familiar with Lindsay Snow before she walked out, you immediately know who the fuck she is. Mm-hmm. Ta- like tattoo needles, white girl music, and starts the match with some underhanded shit. <laughs> starts, I can't stress this enough. Starts the match by spitting champagne into the face of her enemies. Not just the face, into the open mouth. Into the open mouth of a restrained enemy. Starting out with some kink.com shit. Yes. Oh yeah. Like I I I believe my direct quote when watching this with you was like, well, I know what Pornhub category this is now. <laughs> 
Yes, <laughs> yes. And and also add the fact that Sawyer Wreck is like literally like t- less than like 12 hours uh, off of food poisoning going into this match too. I, <laughs> like when when you you told me that like you I, I, I the the way that the, the the forensic of that moment, the way that shook out was I was like god, this this Sawyer Wreck has got energy to spare and you started giggling and t- then you told me like, "Oh yeah, by the way, she, Sawyer Wreck is coming off of what is, by all accounts, a massive case of food poisoning." <laughs> the uh, to give to give y'all a baseline, uh, I had food poisoning last year, and for about seventy two hours, I was functionally useless as a human being, like. As my as my as my wife can attest, I basically woke up to say my tum tum hurts, chug Pepto Bismol, and go back to sleep for another sixteen hours. Where where whereas Sawyer Wreck has decided to recreate selected scenes from the goddamn Dark Phoenix saga from the X Men, just just taking an ungodly amount of damage, raining blows down on her enemies. <laughs> Literally, I think, I think this fight is three to four minutes in when they end up at the bar. Yes, that is next to the ring. Yes, and they they take shots with one another, and then Lindsay gets the upper hand, throwing the shot another shot into Sawyer's face, and then proceeds to douse her in champagne and hit her with the bottle. <laughs> the um. Okay, if you haven't if you haven't watched or you haven't been familiar if you haven't googled these performers yet, and uh, uh, as was told as was was as I was regaled with while we were watching, uh, Lindsay Lindsay Snow is a is a tattoo artist, hence the needles. Yes, has has a lot of amazing body art, um, and <laughs> those needles are gonna. I say this to say that those needles are going to come up here in the near future. Of course. Um, I mean, when you have two women who are known for their work in Deathmatch, come on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, again, Deathmatch is normally outside of my comfort wheelhouse. But the two of them, they, again, I, (laughs) I can't stress this enough. They spend... They spend like four or five minutes at the bar outside the ring, just slamming each other into hamburger. <laughs> Shout out to Isla Fox also for the that moment where she grabbed a cup of ice to hold to Lindsay Snow's back. Oh my out god. By yeah, the bar. Yeah. It was this yeah. perfect, perfect work. Yeah. Perfect yeah, Isla, that's gonna fix it. That's yeah. like that's that's you've you've got this you got this medical degree on lock. Like, <laughs> just... but no, but, but when they do get back to the ring, though, that's whenever you start seeing some of the deathmatch elements come into play. Though, yes, yeah, the tattoo needles driven into Sawyer Rex fucking forehead. You have gusset plates come out, and they're headbutting gusset plates into each other's heads, and to the point that like it almost looks like a Luna Vashon tribute in the way that the blood trickles down the sides of their heads. Yeah. I, I you know? did. I did. I, I did have the thought that I, I, I idly wondered if this match was sponsored by the criterion collection of Giallo films. Like I, <laughs> I, I was like, is, is, is the, is the Blu-ray release of Disturbia financing 
this match because that is that is more forehead lady blood than I've seen outside of a 70s Italian horror film. The oh, but, oh god. The Sorry, go also ahead. also um there is uh just an in okay uh, how do I how do I say that? How do I need to I need to before before the blood Mm-hmm. There is what I can only describe as the biblically biblically correct amount of lady kissing going oh, yes. on in yes. this match, and uh, you might yeah, and I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Hollis, like you know, two lady wrestlers kissing at the big gay brunch. That I mean, that just stands to reason. No, there are three. There are yeah. three ladies, <laughs> um, uh, and there is at least two instances that I can remember off the top of my head. There's probably more. Of what I can only describe as like combat kissing, like mm-hmm. war kissing. The um, you need to see this. You just you need to see this. Yes. The um, <laughs> at least at least two amounts of kissing happened before the the hardest clothesline I have seen in a very <laughs> long time. Like the uh, it oh man like the you can tell that these these wrestlers are used to deathmatch because they're the the oh my god the the ref looks like he's about to faint when the tattoo needles come out like i, I the man deserves an oscar cuz the look on his face <laughs> He's just like, oh man, I'm gonna have to give a deposition about this to the cops. <laughs> like, he just he is done with it. He is like he stops trying to ref after he's just you just see him kind of throw up his hands when the gusset plates come out. Like, yeah, why wouldn't they? Why why yep. wouldn't the gusset plates come out? It's GCW, babe. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he stops to put on latex gloves, you know. For infectious purposes, like for biohazard reasons, gotta be safe. The um, uh, I uh, <laughs> the uh, once again, we have to talk about uh, you know, the audience being another wrestler in the ring because the audience, it there are there are looks of horror, there are looks of delight, there are looks of delighted horror, yes. there <laughs> like there are looks. <laughs> Of horrified delight, <laughs> like it, it. The oh man! At one point, Sawyer wreck. At one point, Sawyer appears to have more blood on her face than is in her face. <laughs> like <laughs> the the match. Once the gusset plate, the gusset plates come out. The match basically becomes. A, a test of wills like yes. like literally like and you can see it you don't have to hear a word these two are saying to each other because the looks on their faces you know under the blood tells you everything you need to know they're they're like okay who's willing to hurt for it more like who's willing to bleed for it more yeah and you know uh, uh lindsay's been doing a phenomenal job playing the the heel playing the underhand uh, you know, playing the 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 cheap hit, uh, you know the uh, and there's this great 
there there's this 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 there's this moment in the match where Lindsay looks concerned because Sawyer looks so happy to have both hers and someone else's blood on their on her face. Like <laughs> like the 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 strength like the 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 contest of wills with Augustus played seems to end when Lindsay's like, ah, I don't think I can win this. I'm going to have to like start kicking Sawyer. Yes, takes her down to the mat, like resorting to some of that the BJJ training that she has, um, that she utilizes in, in Bloodsport, another uh, GCW uh, WrestleMania weekend staple event, um, and all that kind of leads to this choke bomb in the corner through a door, um, which it gets even added more added difficulty because like Sawyer's having a wardrobe malfunction in the middle of it. Oh my God. I forgot. Oh my God. Oh and my like, God. it is just, it, it, for some reason, like because of all of that, the, of these various elements playing into this, this is the, this choke bomb looks even harsher than usual. Cause it's like, she picks Lindsay up and like, lets her go and just drops her. And then her hands come down and force her down. Yeah. To the mat. It, the, by because, the way, yeah, that 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 chair hit was the second big chair hit in the match. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and yeah, and Sawyer's uh, the the biggest betrayal I've seen in wrestling history now is Sawyer's top against Sawyer, like <laughs> because that like her like her like the strap on the back of her neck desperately tries to betray her at every possible interval. Like once we're towards the end of the match like once we're yeah. like we are we are well into act three of this war the um that um what i can only describe is donkey kong slap that sawyer puts Lindsay <laughs> through the chair uh there's a there's a moment where because of the 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 very near wardrobe malfunction um but you can see uh, Lindsay and sawyer like uh, like clearly communicating with one another yeah like some stuff clearly had to be sort of adjusted a little bit on the fly um i i don't think the moment stands out to me because it 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 tells you everything you need to know about the big gay brunch that the the most important thing are these wrestlers the most important thing, like to the wrestlers, is like one another. Like Murphy's Law is in full effect when it comes to wrestling. Communication is key, and to to just watch like a a casual communication between two people we have watched try to send each other to hell. It's it's everything you need to know. It's uh, yeah. it's ever it's everything I needed to know about like the the people that that you know, uh, Effie and, and GCW have in the big gay brunch the um uh I uh and you know, don't don't mistake my, my my fascination with Sawyer Rex energy with like Lindsay snow brings again the, God the the heel games on these wrestlers is just <laughs> unbelievable. And that's not going to stop, by the way, because oh, no. we we are getting to the main event. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, let's let's jump right into it. You know, MXM making their debut at the brunch, taking on Bussy, 
Effie and Allie catch. Now, um, M- MXM have a history with um, a larger promotion, I yes. will say. Yes, yes. They are former members of the WWE roster. Um, they were released um, about three or four months ago at this point. So they're just past their non-compete where they can start wrestling again. And um, obviously in WWE, they were known as the maximum male models, which was this gimmick given to them that, you know, of these like vain um, male models that clearly um, played up a lot of like queer baiting and like stereotypical, like, you know, more like homosexual stereotypical stuff and that sort of thing. Um, and it's most instances played for laughs in a lot of ways, but it's very funny to hear Mansoor describe it, you know, whenever they got the gimmick, like the, the now disgraced former uh, chairman of that company mm. um, basically told them like, it's not a gay thing. This is a metrosexual gimmick, <laughs> which I, Cannot believe in the year of our common era, 2024, I've got to hear the term metrosexual again. I know it's egregious. It's a crime against the queers. You fuckers for, 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 for the youths at home listening. Uh, for those of you, uh, under the age of 26, I get, I don't, for, uh, <laughs> For for those of you who never had to work VCR, the term metro, metrosexual to you would essentially mean um, a a heterosexual man who knows how to wash his ass. Like that's basically <laughs> what the term means. Like I don't know how better to put it. it's. It is a term that existed in the uh, the mid to late aughts um, to refer to. Uh, straight guys who groomed themselves very well, essentially, like who knew how to use, uh, you know, a a beard trimmer, like who (laughs) understood how to coordinate colors on their outfits. Like (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's a regrettable, but necessary component of understanding the American disposition towards queer identity and queer media. Yeah. Um, but it's also an outmoded one, an outmoded one, a, 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 a relic, a, it, it is for all intents and purposes, obsolete. So to hear that, uh, certain individuals who run, Res- wrestling entertainment organizations of a worldwide nature um to hear that leadership in in said organizations referred to a gimmick in the 2020s as metrosexual tells you pretty much everything you need to know about the cultural dynamic you know shifting perspectives and progressivity of (laughs) said organization yes but we're not gonna hold that against these two no 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 because they fucking ate with that gimmick the um uh 
I, I did do I did do some research after watching uh, because I was unfamiliar. I, I like I've been out of the the game for a very long time, and that includes the WWE. Um, and uh, so I went and and did a little a little Google foo, a little a little YouTube research, mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 proud proud duo that we now refer to as MXM absolutely ate everyone's lunch and like yes. um <laughs> they they it was it seems extremely clear that they were not supposed to be able to sell this gimmick they fucking did yeah. and people loved it i'm remind i'm trying to i'm i'm trying to think of an equivalent from the old days like from the from the dark times from the like you know, the before times <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of a way, like if I had to describe their gimmick, or if I had to describe sort of the disposition people have for them, uh, to to uh, like an old head to an old I mean, friend. My comparison point for them has always been Billy and Chuck. Yeah, yeah. I the um, I um, I I when I when I first saw them, I I know this might sound weird. My first thought was the honky tonk man. Mm-hmm. Because they're like they're so clearly supposed to just be a costume, but they've just got too much charisma for that to be the case. Like, yes, <laughs> like you can say what you want about the honky tonk man, uh, a, a real sorry ass gimmick, but the dude sold it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and these two sell from from second one from minute one. I I don't. You're gonna have to see this because I'm gonna say it. And Wonder Boy's going to confirm what I say is true, mm. and you're not going to believe it until you go see it. But these uh, MXM comes out first; they come out before Bussy, and they celebrate their arrival at the Big Game Brunch with a five-minute pose. Yes, they 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 tell the audience that they're going to pose for five minutes. Well, before, before we get to that, real quick, sorry, we also have to we also have to mention Mason Madden on the microphone. They get out there, and before they announce the five minute pose, he says, "Like you know, we were released by the Fed for serving too much cunt." <laughs> and if you want to see someone immediately endear themselves to a room full of queers, that is the moment. <laughs> you want to see a straight man endear himself to an entire community of queers. You boom! You just did it right there. It's and uh, very importantly, uh, and uh, as you might have guessed from from what one boy said, uh, MXM the while they have the <sighs> metrosexual gimmick, um, the members of MXM appear to be just appear to be two heterosexual men. Yes. Um, but the the their presentation, including the gimmick. Uh, speaks to a, a queer audience, and from everything that I, you know, I can tell, um, they appreciate that, and they don't take it for granted, and they seem to try and succeed in being solid, upstanding allies. Um, yeah. The um and this. You know, uh, not to spoil the match, um, because we're gonna we're gonna chit chat about it. Um, 
but they do a phenomenal job just to just to keep just to sort of spoil it for you so you don't have to to, to dread a, a turn here uh nxm do they do a phenomenal job of of having fun in what is clearly supposed to be a queer space without sucking up all the oxygen in the room without taking up too much space while making sure that they are they are getting over the queer talent that they are working with exactly exactly and what talent are they working with oh they're working with bussy yeah like i did not know what bussy was i saw that that listing and mm-hmm. i literally went like wonder boy that can't that has to be a misprint that can't be nope. the actual name of their tag team nope bussy all the way <laughs> uh wonder boy did not tell me who was in bussy uh and when when I saw Effie walk out, I was introduced to Effie in the first episode of Required Reading in the in Lake, and I was immediately a fan, <laughs> like immediately a fan of Effie. Just, just that that just that that if you haven't seen Effie perform, wonderful energy. You need to see it. I, uh, I, when when I saw it was Effie, I literally went. <laughs> Like it's Effie. Like <laughs> I did no, I didn't know now Effie is teamed up with Ellie Catch. I did not know Ellie Catch. Mm-hmm. But you laid it on the line for me. Real interesting performer. Do you wanna like for if in case anybody else hasn't heard of Ellie Catch, tell them about him? Oh, I mean that sure. I'm I'm sure many of the listeners here know Mally Catch very, very well, but you know, obviously pro wrestler um that has been at Effie's side for for years at this point, you know, but also very well accomplished in her own part. You know, they Effie and Allie together were GCW World Tag Team Champions at one point. Allie's performed in in, in uh, companies all across the country, across the world. At this point, you know, she's made appearances with TNA in the past. Um, this solid all around wrestler who, you know, I I've mentioned before that like, sometimes I feel like she doesn't get her just due because of like, she's so closely attached to Effie as Bussy and like, and that sort of thing. But on her own, like Allie catch just an amazing, amazing talent who has really evolved herself over the last like three years into one of the most complete talents on the independent scene. I like I, I um uh my I, I like I did not know and admittedly I I had the stars in my eyes because I was like it's Effie like uh Ellie Catch um immediately kind of re- like struck me as somebody who has has the chops they have the Ellie Catch has the tools and the talent like the some of the best moves in this phenomenal match rely entirely on her technical proficiency. Also some of the biggest comedic like pops in this match rely on her selling them and she doesn't miss a fucking beat. Oh yeah. Like there is, there is no, there is no look. She doesn't mug perfectly. There isn't there, there, there isn't a move. She doesn't catch or throw perfectly. And it is tough because Effie is Effie is being gay baited by MXM successfully. 
not even like they're not even trying to he's just this is a running thing with bussy by the way whenever they are wrestling attractive men like effie is constantly distracted and ally very vocally and, and physically has to restrain him and cool him down at times in in matches and this was no no different here like constantly like trying to keep him in the corner keep him away and then of course later on in the match whenever we have the uh the the giant ass eating moment uh with, <laughs> with effie and mason wait a wait a wait a sizzle it for the audience oh well <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there for sure yes, but yeah we so you have that moment like you see like the physical encompassing nature of of that sort of dynamic between the two of them and i love that it can be reversed at times too because like effie simps for the attractive men Allie is like one of the biggest sapphic simps at, at times in the ring so <laughs> it's, like it, just, I, I, it flips the lid a little bit sometimes and here Allie has the unfortunate task of trying to to cock block the unblockable cock of effie <laughs> like yes. effie effie simply will will not be denied uh the um now um we are i i don't know how much oh i don't i don't want to spoil some of the great moments such as uh effie's clever use of pubic grooming to throw <laughs> mansoor off of uh of, of off his game a little bit. I will say it's the first time I've heard a brush chant at a this is, at a at a wrestling event. <laughs> this uh, this is th th there are so many first chants for me in the big gay brunch eight. Um, oh, I'm sure you got your cunt chant. You got slap that the, meat chant. You got you've got your, the hold that pose chant. Hold that pose chant, or just the pose chant also during the the five minute pose, which unfortunately they only got to three minutes. Before Bussy came out and interrupted them, um, <laughs> like <laughs> it's so it's so sad to see. Like they, they were so close to the record. Yes. Um, the, the um oh man, the, you've you've got there's there's so much in this. like there's a there's a long and again like. I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to die saying again, um, or to, I'm also gonna die saying to be clear or to reiterate, um, there's a long stretch of of the match where MXM basically get Ali, uh, uh, like basically get Ali in the ring and Effie is not able to help. Yeah, and you know, uh, it is. This match, it relies so heavily on performance. It's, it's, I think it's the like one of the two or three times we get full on in match mic work in, in the big gay brunch. Like, it just, these matches have been like super energized. There wasn't time for mic work in any of them. No. Like, there were too many suicide dives to fit in. <laughs> but this was specific mic work, though, in this one, because this is Ali, like MXM, they, they are finally faced with, with the moment of like starting to having to like live the bit 
a bit, right? Effie is like tempting them, like doing his typical Irish whip, drop down to his knees and wait for them to come back and just staring at their dick and just like, just like, you know, psyching them out. And they, they leave the ring and then Allie calls them back. It's like, nah, you don't get to do that here. Like we run this show. You, you can't, if you want to walk, if you want to walk away, then we challenge you to a walk off. And we have a mid-match walk-off in this match, in this thing. <laughs> this, like, I, I, the, the, the emotions I felt when a, when a Zoolander joke took over the wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Was I horrified? Yes. Was I delighted? Yes. Do I want? To go back and watch it again, you goddamn right I do. Um, <laughs> because everyone here, everyone here understands the assignment. There is like this 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 whole match is relying. It's relying a lot on comedy. It's relying a lot on personality. I, I, there is plenty of fantastic technical physical work, but it is. It is a personality story, this match. Yeah. It would not function. It would be cloying. It would be annoying if a single one of the four wrestlers involved were not at a at a hundred and ten percent. We're not absolutely selling it, selling it every second of the match. The 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 walk-off. Ends uh, like the MXM are, are are clearly the uh clear the heels of the match if you if you didn't guess yet, <laughs> um, <laughs> and the like I <laughs> the the wrestling match has to has to pause for a for an impromptu applause meter yes. I, and MXM are so offended, they jump directly into a heel crush on both Allie and Effie. I believe oh, yeah. that's that's the start of when they when MXM uh, uh, ends up soloing Allie, and she just has to survive this absolute gauntlet of attacks. Yes, yes, they start working her over harshly in, in this one, and also using moments to like still work the crowd a bit and work that comedy bit. But like when they're going up to the top rope, like they're going to hit a move and they just drop down pose and stomp. Like both of them get that spot in on alley. There, well, <laughs> there, there have been so many Looney Tunes hits in big gay brunch eight that frankly, I'm disgusted. I haven't seen more of them outside of big gay brunch. Eight. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the 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 pose stomp is phenomenal, and the, like none of this would work if 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 a single one of them. It's not even just about they don't break character. It's not just about like they all hit their timing. Like uh, one of the things we talk about on required reading uh, a lot is how much how much acting is involved in acting. I know that sounds kind of silly, but mm. wrestling is, is, is acting with live ammunition. Wrestling yeah. is acting around a concussion. Wrestling yeah. is acting while you have tattoo needles in your fucking face. 
I mean, like, specific specific to this match, it, it's acting while you know looking at Effie in particular, like the mat the night before, you know, he had a grueling like hardcore battle with Mance Warner and had to go and spend the night almost all of the night in the hospital getting fucking staples in his head and then come back and work this show the next morning. And you, had you not told me, I'd never have known. That, because it, Effie doesn't show... I was about to say Effie doesn't show weakness. Effie shows weakness, but shows mm-hmm. weakness for dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, like... The um, uh, <laughs> sorry, now I'm distracted by my own joke. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, there's a there's a moment when uh, like we said, Allie's in the is is sort of in in the pain gauntlet, uh, with MXM, and there's a moment where Effie is reaching for her, and it's like the composition of a Renaissance play. Like he's, <laughs> he's got this, this look of tragedy, like the Shakespearean look of tragedy on his face and you buy it. You buy all of it. Mm-hmm. Like I would buy stock in this match if I could, <laughs> because not a goddamn one of them isn't selling the, um, I, uh, uh, by the way, shout out to uh, to Allie because I, I'm pretty sure that is uh, that's latex that she's wearing, and that cannot be fucking comfortable to wrestle in. <laughs> like, I I think it's also what Effie is wearing. The either way does not look comfortable. The although they do have matching uh, mommy and daddy written in Barbie font on their asses, yes, they which do. is. Just the the best cultural synergy I've seen in a in a, in a good long while. <laughs> the um, like if, like, and were um uh, were Mansoor and Mace not not the most petty, vapid heels? Were they just like it wouldn't work either? The um because like look you know Ali and Effie aren't playing like. Paragons of goodness and light. It's basically it's basically a battle between like shallow and horny, and you're rooting for horny. Yes. Like... <laughs> so much so that like I like you have the moment where like you have like the the drop down like sort of like Effie staring at the dick thing again, and like Mansoor retreats and like he's him and Mason are like talking amongst each other about like he wants to suck our dicks. And like Effie just is like crawling over between them, and they they see him and they just like shriek, <laughs> like ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh, God. It's probably the best use of yearning crawling I've seen in in, in a wrestling match. Yes, the um... and of course that that kind of leads us into like some of the the closing moments of the match, as I mentioned before, the ass eating. Where Ali and Mansoor, after Effie pushes both of them down so he can continue shoving his face into Mason's ass, they team up to pull Effie off. And then we see a two gay power trip. And then they take Mason Mansoor by the like, hold their arms back and are pushing their heads together and like commit to the bit. Like, kiss, 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 (laughs) kiss. And like, like, Mansoor escapes. But 
but uh, in like a fleeting moment of where they're like, okay, we'll give into this. But then Mansoor gets out of there, and then Mace unfortunately does not escape Effie's clutches, gets the kiss planted on him to the point like he he seems like he's fighting it at first, but then just gets sucked into the trance that is Effie, and that allows Effie to get the pinfall. <laughs> and Mace is just like wide eyed, just like on a different plane of existence for a good solid like minute after this match is over just laying in the ring <laughs> and it's like and very importantly the um the the, the moment where uh ally manages to there's a moment where ally like uh, when ally manages to uh to to get uh 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 Mansoor and mace to sort of lock up in 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 a, in a pseudo embrace and mm. right afterwards Effie comes out like he's gay Popeye and it's gay spinach. Like comes out with all the energy. Um, And this is right before um, what I can only describe as, as, as ass eat a clock. Um, (laughs) And man, uh, if even if, if Effie didn't uh, after the match, grab the mic and talk about what a great time he he had had in that match. You'd know it immediately. Oh, this yeah. is uh, like uh, I, I talked a little bit before when we were talking about Shamanay uh, and Dark Sheik about the unbridled joy. This is unbridled fun. Like this is <laughs> this is fun. It's fun for everyone in it. Um. It's like there's uh there's again there's another moment where uh during the the gauntlet of pain Allie has to go through, uh where she she stuns Mansoor, and he does like this arm like this this arm windmilling like stun stance where he he looks like a bad guy from a Mega Man game where he's just <laughs> like uh, like it's 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 all in good fun it's great fun. And uh, it's this whole this whole show runs just shy of three hours when uh, Wonder Boy and I were watching it. Uh, after we finished, I was like, there's nowhere to go to the bathroom. Like there's there's no part you can skip. There's no part you can miss. Yeah. Um, You've got to pause it because you're gonna want to come back. There's there are parts you just gotta see. <laughs> the um, God, what a fun show! Yeah, no, and you mentioned like you know Effie getting on the mic afterwards. That's like a that's a staple of the Big Game Brunch. Like they typically close with with an Effie promo, and this one, you know, a lot of them have been about you know you know the the fight for for queer acceptance, the fight against the politics, the further politicization of, of queer identities and that sort of thing you know specific notes whenever they have been in florida when they have been in texas and that sort of thing um this time around like obviously there's there was some mention of that you know about you know the various things that ron DeSantis has done in florida but he also took a a, a large amount of time to not only put over mxm um but put over alley specifically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talk about how she deserves to be signed somewhere. It's like he's he Effie has been on record 
all the time. Like he is never signing with a major company. He has no desire to do that unless they want to pay him an exorbitant amount of money. But even then, I don't know if he ever if he would. He prides himself with this punk outlaw uh, nature that of the thing that he has built with the Big Gay Brunch, right? And and his and his wider pro wrestling career is one of the most well known independent wrestlers in the the country, and even more so now, growing in across the world. Um. But to take that moment and to really highlight Ali, I think, is something that is, you know, deserved and overdue in a lot of people's minds. And not necessarily overdue in that, like, why didn't you do it earlier? But, like, she has, like I said before, she is an immense talent that could do so many different things, so many different styles of work, so many different, like, character aspects in, in the ring and stuff like that. She is a complete package. And I agree with Effie when I say that she should be signed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Like this, this match didn't have a weak link, but of the strong links, Ali's the superstar. Like uh, the 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 match, the match doesn't work if if there's a single weak weak link. But by that same token, this match, I can't. Ali could have pulled this match off with three other wrestlers. I don't know if MXM and Effie could have pulled this match off without Ali. Mm. Like the like not only selling the comedies, you know, the 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 bits, not only selling the bits, but selling the hits. Like selling the hards, selling the struggles, like selling the fun. Like I, I can, I can, I can sort of in my mind's eye picture this final bout with with other performers, other performers I've seen in you know watching require reading with you, other performers that I've seen, um, you know in in this big gay brunch, um, but I can't picture this match without Allie. No, I wouldn't want to. Honestly, no. no. Yeah. And of course, like we, a waste of my time. <laughs> exactly. And of course, we end with a four-way pose that is just. Uh, you mm-hmm. want to talk about serving cunt? Come on now. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Left no crumbs. Uh, no, just beautiful moment there to close out the show, and that is that was Effie's big gay brunch eight. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck favorite matches. Fuck match of the night. They're all fucking stellar. Actually, you know what? Let way. me uh, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Hmm. We'll go. Let's go through the matches. Favorite moments. Okay, I can I can do that. I mean, I think for me, um, ooh, damn, this is this is just as tough. Um, I honestly think like one of my favorite moments from the show was the finish of Shea Monet and, and Dark Cheek. Just the yes. desperation and, yes. and the collapse. Just love that that piece there. Billy and and made Kira like I don't know if I can God see that now I have to like try and pick from the moments that match. <laughs> like, no, I get it. I do. I get it. Yeah. Um and my problem and you're right, we don't have to pick favorites on anything. Yeah. But because and, and invariably most of my favorites would be the suicide dive in X. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like Hollis. What suicide dive do you mean? Do you mean Kita's? Do you mean do you mean Ross Pass Junior? Yes, I mean yes. yes. Like, 
the um uh okay yeah so would your would would the dark sheik shamone ending be your your moment of the night i think i i think i would go with that i think i would go with that as my moment of the night like it just it it deserves it just like the catharsis is the perfect kind of ending to that sort of thing like it just it just worked for me uh, wholeheartedly I can say the same thing about the ending of of Jay and, and Rico too, though. Yeah, you yeah you're look, we're like, spoiled for winners here. <laughs> you know, like it's an embarrassment of riches. If I if you if you forced me to pick a moment, it would probably be Caitlin Marie's fake out into a cannonball. <laughs> it was it was that moment while we while we were watching it where I was just like I where I kind of realized in the back of my head like God, I haven't had this much fun watching like new wrestling in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's I think that's why even out of all of my favorites of the night, out of the you know, Sawyer Wreck, uh, Josh Locke, Kano Kelly, uh, Soraya Saber, um, just out uh, out of all of them, I think that's why Caitlin Marie stands out the most. Was just because like I, it, it was while watching that move where I was like. God, this is fun. Like this is, <laughs> like I I don't remember the last time I had this much fun. I it it probably involved Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it's going that far back. Like, hey, I'm just I'm just glad that I was able to bring you into like the modern scene with a show that made you feel that way. That's all that matters. I I I can't wait. Like even if even if you don't uh, even if if you don't need me on uh, on podcast backup. I, I hope you let me know when the next big gay brunch is because I think I'm gonna want to watch it. Oh, it's in April. Like, it's in April. Big gay brunch getting, nine. It's getting fucking watched by me. And that's you know uh, before we before we get too far from it, uh, uh you know uh, Effie's Effie's sort of uh, uh, promo cut at the end. Uh, you mentioned that he he kind of and, and I didn't know I, I don't I don't have all the context obviously mm-hmm. as somebody who doesn't like follow GCW and and, and follow these promotions and stuff. But Effie talks about how, like, he wasn't sure. He he seemed to say that he had, he he sort of, like, in doing this one, realized how much he liked doing these. Yeah, like, I think there's been some, like, some, like, cryptic hints and stuff, like, on online, uh, on, like, Effie's, like, Twitter, kind of hinting at the Big Gay Brunch kind of ending kind of soon i and, and that's just me maybe reading into stuff i'm not exactly sure but like there's just been some stuff there but then to hear a bit that promo say like you know talk to ali and be like hey like i think i found it i think i, I think i found the fire again like big a brunch isn't going anywhere for a long time like that that was a really um i think pivotal thing for a lot of people to hear because like effie's been no no slouch about about like you know stating like the the difficulties that come with running this show and Mm -hmm. how those difficulties have changed and grown over the last like you know coming up on four years that the big gay brunch has been around you know so um yeah i can i I can understand that feeling of burnout that feeling of just like i do do i want to keep doing this sort of thing but like to hear him at the end like kind of speak to that like that was a, a really uh I think vital moment, you know, not definitely for, for him, but also for a lot of the people around the big gay brunch too, the fans of it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, the, um, 
wrestling's not easy. No. Um, wrestling is not easy in a lot of unique ways. Um, and there are very like I, I, I've said it a thousand times during this. Like you got uh, these people, like I, so many of these performers. You, you can you can feel the love of what they do radiating off them. There are very few. There are very few wrestling mercenaries. You know, there aren't a lot of wrestlers for a paycheck out there because you, there are other things you can do for a paycheck. The, uh, um, but I, this is, you know, I, you have to be honest. A, a lot of a lot of older wrestlers have talked about this. Like you are always trading against luck. You're always trading against time. You're always trading against that one bad hit that changes everything. Um, there's a lot. There's already a lot of of sort of you know very human, very adult concerns that have to go into like being a professional wrestler. And Effie runs, you know, a an exceptionally, an exceptionally queer friendly promotion in a time where, in many places in this country, that's not safe. That's not easy. And uh, uh, you and I have talked about that before. I know you've talked about that on the on your podcast plenty. Yeah. Um. And I actually, I, um, I, I was, uh, I, I, just to make sure I knew some of the stuff, uh, I, I, and it got some of the information, right. I pulled up, um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the footage from the big gay brunch mm-hmm. to sort of have it in front of me while we recorded, just to try to make sure I, you know, I got my, my eyes dotted and my teeth crossed. I paused it while I was clicking around through it, um, while we were talking, uh, uh, earlier, and I happened to pause it on, um, at the at the exact moment, uh, Kayla Marie was actually coming out to join the the gay scramble, <laughs> um, and you're just looking at it right now, just the un, just the just the the unmitigated joy in the intro, mm-hmm. the um, thinking about like the the look that Effie had during that that promo at the end. Um, thinking about just how much this audience seemed to love so much what was happening. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, uh, this is, this is a very, very long way of saying, I understand being discouraged about, about pro wrestling and, you know, LGBT friendly pro wrestling i i very much get being discouraged about it right now but i also totally now after watching after just watching one big gay brunch (laughs) i totally totally fucking get being psyched about it i totally get being stoked about it i totally get just having all the energy in the world and just wanting to see more and more of this wanting to wanting to interact with these performers these wrestlers wanting to, to wanting to follow them it's you know, I, I get, I get where everybody's coming from and I get where you're coming from with, with the podcast, with, 
with following GCW with with doing this like that like I that cannonball moment I I <laughs> it's gonna live in my head now you know in in kind of kind of the same way uh that I'm trying to think of one I know you'll know it immediately but I'm trying to think of one that doesn't sound so ancient to your listeners um <laughs> it's gonna live in my head the oh. same way that uh 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 Foley and Triple H in Chicago when um when Foley is like like oh no mankind's not gonna fight you uh Cactus Jack's gonna fight you <laughs> and <laughs> And Triple H has this look on his face like the Grim Reaper just showed up while he was taking a shit. Like he just has <laughs> this look on his face. Like all the blood is trying to escape his body. Like that's like that moment with Caitlyn Marie going into that cannonball. It was just it's that same kind of like that just utter joy in my heart. I'm like, man, wrestling's great. Like, man, wrestling <laughs> is just so fucking cool. Um you can't you can't buy that like you can't buy it you can't synthesize it you can't replicate it it has to be it has to be pretty amazing people doing a pretty amazing thing that they love and sometimes that's big gay wrestling and sometimes that's big gay wrestle podcasting and i am just glad to be in the orbit of both of those things now glad to have you too man Glad to have you too. <laughs> the, um, and this is a very long way to say that this is now a Caitlin Marie podcast. So <laughs> it's also it's also a Kano Kelly podcast. Mm-hmm. It is also a Josh Locke podcast. Mm-hmm. It's also a Soraya Saber podcast. Yeah. It's also a Sawyer Wreck podcast. Okay. The um it is also definitely not a fucking Paro podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like also please don't tell Paro I said that he'll hurt me. Like I'll do my best. It's also definitely a Dark Sheik podcast. It is a it is a Psylocke from X Men podcast. Like this is a very complicated podcast now. I mean, it's always been complicated. Come on now. Like it's just, just more so now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hollis, I, thank you. Oh, sorry, let me cut you off. No, I was about to say thank you for for <laughs> thank you for bringing me along on this. Thank you for for giving me this link and and giving me this this. <laughs> this memory it is it is not going anywhere anytime soon good i'm glad to hear that's the beauty of of queer pro wrestling we make friends all the, make fans all the time that, that's just the beauty you just it. made one there, <laughs> like... you there you go there you go all right so thank you again hollis thank you my thanks once again to hollis for coming on the show uh and talking about big Gay brunch eight um, obviously it's been a, a long broadcast here, so we won't keep you here too much longer. Uh, but, uh, definitely check out our series on the Patreon, uh, required reading Hollis and I do an episode of that every month, looking at pro wrestling and, and film in conversation with one another. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod at the $5 tier, $3 tier. You can join the roster of lovelies alongside names like Zach Walker, Alex E, Val Capone, and Jerry legend. And you get shout outs on the show, um, all the time, uh, every episode. And, uh, and you're supporting the show that way too, as always word of mouth and reviews and, and ratings and stuff like that always help too. uh, sans financial commitment and that sort of thing. Those are always welcome as well. 
we will be back again this week um, with uh, a great guest, Quinn Carver Johnson, the the poet behind uh, the, the recently released uh, collection, like narrative poetry collection, uh, The Perfect Bastard. That'll be coming out on Thursday, so come back and tune in for that. But until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And keep serving cunt. Bye.